Get ready for more havoc on the Hawaiian Islands. Reuniting your favorite characters and the original voice talent from Lilo and Stitch, Stitch the movie follows the antics of Experiment 626, the lovable, troublemaking little alien who splashed down to Earth and touched the lives of Lilo and her extended family. Stitch, Pleakley, and Dr. Jumba are all part of the household now, but what Lilo and Stitch don't know is that Dr. Jumba brought his first 625 experiments to Hawaii. It's up to Lilo and Stitch to save his out-of-this-world Ohana from the evil Captain Gantu and put each experiment's unique powers to good use. Surf's up for fun with an island overrun with 625 outrageous new cousins, including Experiment 221, who causes island-wide power surges, and Experiment 625. He's a little lazier than Stitch, but he makes great sandwiches! Stitch the Movie is a fun-filled musical adventure that proves once again that when it comes to family, friends, and happiness, nobody gets left behind. This week on the Made for TV podcast, it's Stitch the Movie! And now, our feature presentation. Lots of places I'd rather be than at my desk talking movies Discussing a creature who's blue And if I had one wish come true I'd bury this shit film where no one could find it Ah, Disney Wiki, my foes, let's go see If you have different opinions than me Flying by on a Hoosier made-for-TV cast Wow, that was beautiful Beautiful (laughs) I loved it. I want the full oh, version. There's more. There's more. Yes. Uh, there, there's more verses, right? Yes, of course. I just I cut it down just for this. I didn't want to bore people in the beginning. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I I did I did text you earlier today that I had the cold open covered because Kyle Dot was napping, and I got to be honest with you, we, we're switching up roles this week, and I have been feeling anxious like a kid who didn't do his homework or something. Because I, I'm like, I don't have anything to do. And so I said, well, uh, I'm just going to dive on into making a cold open, I guess. So there you go. Well, good, good. Well, let me start off by saying that I hate you because I love this movie. <laughs> you love this movie? Yes. I don't love it. Oh, weird. I think, oh, we are I think that's odds. a little extreme. I think I went a little extreme because you said you hated it. But yeah, I, I like this it. movie. I like this movie. <laughs> I'm excited mm-hmm. for it. Uh-uh. <laughs> well, we'll get we will we uh, it'll be fun then. We don't we rarely have wildly divergent opinions, so this is going to be great. We'll just medium each other out by the end. Yeah. We'll just be like oh, good if we medium each other out and make something that's perfectly <laughs> neutral and bland. It'll be fitting for this movie. Boom! Good. Good. Got it. Cool. How's it going, Kyle? What is that? Oh, sp- hey, uh, if we're switching roles, do I have <laughs> yeah. to do the thing? What I, should I be? Should I be you since we're switching oh, roles? Oh yeah, should Scott. I the, uh... What is this? What is this podcast? Tell us yeah, what this okay. Is. Um, let's see. Welcome to the Made for TV podcast. It's the show dedicated to exploring the unique world of movies made exclusively, exclusively, ex- exclusively for the small <laughs> screen. I'm Scott. And I'm Kyle, and this is our series about the Disney made-for-TV sequels. 
that we are going through right now. And that's what we're doing. Stitch the movie today, the first sequel of Lilo and Stitch, which are there are many sequels for Lilo there and are, Stitch. There are three. I think that the actual Lilo and Stitch 2 is maybe not related to this one. I'm not sure okay. because... Well, there's Stitch the movie. This is obviously, as we will talk about, the pilot for the TV show, right? Yes. But then there is uh, Lilo and Stitch 2, which I don't think has all the other experiments in it. But I know the third one does because it's called like Leroy and Stitch. And the art looks like it's Experiment 625 from this one. So I feel like maybe... Stitch the movie and Leroy and Stitch are like the pilot and finale of the show. And that maybe Lilo and Stitch 2 is just like its own thing. I'm not really sure what the this, deal is. The naming is terrible. It's just it awful for these movies. Like, the right Stitch off the, bat, the movie... What? Go ahead. Right off the bat, I, I didn't see this movie as a kid because I hated the name. Because when I was yeah. a kid, I'm like, Lilo and Stitch are together. That's the movie. I need them both. I don't want just Stitch. And the name being just Stitch, I was like, I don't think they understand the core of the film to me. No, I never would watch it. It's all Lilo and Stitch. It's not anything different. It's not just Stitch on his own, which nobody wants to watch <laughs> just Stitch on his own. It's So it, the, the naming is terrible. They They went with this name. Because they thought that the series was going to be called Stitch the Series. Terrible. And so so they wanted to have Stitch the movie be the lead into Stitch the Series. And then after they made this, they're like, mm, it should be Lilo and Stitch. And so they made the series Lilo and Stitch the Series. And now this Stitch the movie exists as a lead in and nobody wants to watch it because it's called Stitch the Movie. Uh, wisely but kyle let's the original sequel the original name though the original name was great the original name for this was the original name was okay i was gonna make a joke you i was gonna say was it lilo and stitch 2 shards of chaos yes it was (laughs) (laughs) would love to watch lilo and stitch shards of chaos (laughs) sounds awesome no the original name for this was lilo and stitch a new ohana which is great Mm. that's the whole theme that's the whole reason for the season, kind it's of. The reason for the movie. Mm, I mean, it's kind of the reason for the season. Hmm. Hmm. Let's see. <laughs> I think I know where we're going to diverge on this film, uh, but mm. we'll wait. We'll wait because we got to pump, pump. You the, just pump don't want to be. Yeah, we got to pump the brakes here. I'm not pump doing a very brakes. good job being the lead we can't on this. Pop that tape in yet, Kyle? It's not time. Before before we we go into our what our week first our two days that we had. Yes, it's been two days since we last recorded. Tell me (laughs) all the interesting things that have happened to you, Kyle, in the last two days. Before we did that, I love your voice. It's doing the weird Discord thing where it's like a robot. Um, Well, actually, it's not doing it as soon as I said that. So maybe it fixed itself? Maybe it fixed itself. Let's hope. Let's hope it fixed itself. Um, That's fine. Okay. Uh, Okay. well, anyways, I did nothing in the last two days except get ready to go on vacation next week to the Lake of the Ozarks in Missouri, and I'm excited to go. It's my whole dad's side of the family goes to my uncle's lake house, and the Lake of the Ozarks is giant, and it's going to be a lot of fun, and then I get back from that and start my new job, so. What do you, what do you, what, do you, what does one do at the Ozarks Lake? 
at the so my uncle has a has a nice very nice lake house that has a pool so a lot of what we do every day mm. is just hang around the pool or go into the lake or we typically would go out on his boat a few times but the lake of the ozarks is a damned up damned up river um if you've ever seen the movie or the show ozark it's the same place right but it's whoa yeah crazy um, it's a dammed up river, and so it's kind of like a main channel with a million different branches off of it. So the coastline of the lake is bigger than the coastline of California. It's just, it's massively sized. It just doesn't show up on a map because it's kind of like a lot of tendrils sticking out. It's kind of like a slime mold with its tendrils sticking out. Um, of course, a very relatable reference. Yeah, for well, everybody. relatable to me and Cash because cash went to the library and checked out a book on slime molds and i've read it to him about four four times this week is it weird to be raising egon from ghostbusters as your son (laughs) i love that he loves science stuff carrie was like no this stupid slime mold book and i was like yeah amoebas nucleus i was teaching him all these words carrie's trying to make sure you don't raise a little nerd like you i think she's making the right choices (laughs) i think I encourage Carrie to give him a wedgie uh, the next time he asks about molds or whatever the hell, spores, molds, and funguses, whatever he's into. Your your audio cut out for half of that? I heard wedgie and fungus? Good. Perfect. All right, let's so, pause yes. so I can fix this, I guess. <laughs> and we're back, Kyle, because we had an issue. Uh, Discord didn't like me telling you that your wife should give your nerd son a wedgie. <laughs> Uh, and so it, it cut out my audio. Good. But that's that's all I was saying is uh, Carrie's trying to raise a cool jock, not some nerd Dr. Davidson. Oh, he's, all right. And I yeah. think she's making the right choices. He loves it. It's not my choice. He loves slime molds. What kid doesn't love slime? Yeah. You know? That's fair. Uh, I love slime. I don't. I mean, not enough to check out a book and study it, but enough to watch a bunch of Nickelodeon when you were a kid. Heck yeah, I watched Slime Time Live. Who didn't? It's an awesome show. I did. You dream of being slimed as a kid? Yeah, I was just thinking about like this the other did. day. I was thinking about if you got onto the show and didn't get slimed, how disappointed would you be? <sighs> you know, <It'd> be miserable. <laughs> like, yeah, absolutely. That's like so sad. I don't know if they just, like, slime slime everybody at the end for fun, but, like, be devastating. Was it, like, pudding or something that they slimed you with? I thought you could make it Because it always seemed like it looked delicious. Delicious? You wanted to... People... (laughs) No, people would, like, always lick their fingers or whatever after they got slimed. Like, I remember people being like, it's good. Yeah. I remember people who got slimed saying it was good. And I feel like maybe it was like tapioca pudding that they colored or something. That's a when lot they of pudding. You. Okay. I, it would be a lot, but I mean, listen, this is Nickelodeon in the 90s. They got a pudding budget, okay? Yeah. <laughs> if it is pudding, does that change your stance on this long argument that we've had, Jello versus pudding? Absolutely, it doesn't change it at all. Not in iota does it change Because pudding anything. is superior to Jello. It is so not <laughs> superior <laughs> This is a this is just a new form of our milkshakes versus slushies conversation, Kyle. I like fresh, fruity flavored things more than I like dairy based, chocolatey things. Weird. Yeah, strange. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I I get it. It's an incorrect opinion, but I get it. So, <laughs> listen, 
Jello is a cooler substance than pudding. Like, in terms of it, studying it. If Cash had a choice to check out a book on pudding or Jello, he would choose Jello. Jello is inarguably cooler I... to play with and study. Okay. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. I don't know if he's had either. Has he had Jello before? I don't know are if my not, son's what, had Jello. What jell-o. kind of a father are you? One that loves <laughs> pudding, I guess. <laughs> Dot has definitely had Jello. I made Jello the other week. Wow. I got Jello in the cupboards right now. I'm going to make up a box when we're done. Nice. It's cool. It's science. Jello is a good little. Almost science experiment for cash, you know? Yeah, I know. We've talked about this. A gelatin itself is very helpful in science because it's used to make ag- agar plates that we grow bacteria on to test antibiotics. Yeah, that's exactly what I said it's, to you. It, that was my argument. It has, it's good it has scientific, more scientific be- benefit than pudding, but we're not talking about gelatin versus whatever. What is, I don't even know what pudding's made out of. Magic? It's made out of wonderful, <laughs> wonderfulness. So. I actually don't really know what it is either. I assume it's some sort of milk-based something. We need to but... email somebody at Slime Nickelodeon, Slime yes. Time Live. Hey, what is pudding made out of? Also, is that what the slime is made out of? Two-part question. <laughs> Two-part. We could just ask them what the slime is made out of, which would then answer both questions if it is what pudding is made but out then, of. But, but then you have yeah. to send multiple emails, and they might get annoyed if they're if you're like, keep asking questions just put both questions out there in the first email so they don't have to like i get you i just feel like asking what is pudding made out of and also is that what the slime is made out of feels like that's two questions when you could just phrase it all as like one question just being like hey what's the slime made out of and then i could just google what pudding is made out of and see if i want the expert's opinion i want to know what the slime guy (laughs) okay okay (laughs) Fair enough. Um, Anyways. Well, what the hell, wait, what the, what the hell to, are we talking back, about? <laughs> we're taking it back. The slime, the tendrils and the slime molds to the tendrils of oh, yes, Lake, yes. O- Lake of the Ozarks. And yes, the things okay. you do on that lake, it's so big. They have a lot of restaurants on there. There's a big shopping center. It's a. It's kind of like a more of a resort feel than like a, a lake, like an Indiana lake situation. So... There okay. are we boat to restaurants and things like that. It's it's a lot. It's a lot of fun. There's fishing you can do there, which we don't. But giant paddlefish. They have, I mean, it's like giant spoonbill paddlefish in the lake and stuff. And it's kind of scary that I saw one jump last year. It's kind of like right outside the dock. But yeah, it's uh, it's good right. fun. And my uncle fixed the dock so we can swim off of it. You. In in the show the Ozark, Ozarks, they talk about oh, thank God like the the electricity being a problem with some docks and like killing people. Well, that was kind of real. That actually happens on the lake. And so my uh, uncle like upped all of his stuff on his dock, so he can swim off of it. That, you're not selling me with uh, the prospect that I might get electrocuted and die. Isn't uh, isn't making me want to go? Well, you it's can also do a lot of money appealing. laundering there, apparently. Oh, that's good. So yes. you got to keep your money clean. Yeah, so. absolutely. I like the sound of that. Um, what did you What did yeah, you do with your week? Uh, since I last talked to you, yes. what did I do? I'm I <laughs> I work from home and watch a three year old all day. I haven't done anything, Kyle. <laughs> Nothing of interest. I I walked to get ice cream earlier, nice. and that's about it. That's the highlight of my last two days. I got an orange and pineapple ice cream, and I watched. 
the other night I laid on the couch and watched the NBA Finals and the Bucks won and it was pretty cool. That's ta-da. That's it. Wonderful. I didn't have to prepare for this podcast really, which was a weird feeling. Mm-hmm. So it was very weird yeah. for me. I had to sit down and and type a lot and pause a lot. Maybe that's why you like the movie more. Maybe being forced to engage with it on such a focused level makes it more enjoyable. I maybe, don't know. Maybe. Maybe. I can tell you what, or... we don't have a Cassius Corner for this one because he hated the movie. <laughs> Cass, I sat down, <laughs> we were watching it because I, I was. I just turned it on. I didn't have my computer around. I was like, oh, we'll watch it first. I'll get the Cassius Corner and then I'll go through and, and make notes. Mm-hmm. And um, he made it like five minutes and he was like, can we turn this off? And I was like, <laughs> okay, I'm not turning anything else on. And he was like, "Do it! I don't, I don't want to watch it." He, he waited a little bit, and he said, "I don't want to watch." Do can we, can we stop the movie? I said, "We're not, we, I, maybe, but we're, I'm not going to turn anything else on." He did it a third time, and I was like, "Yeah, okay, we'll turn it off." I turned it off, and he had a huge meltdown. Oh my gosh! Because he was, I told him, I told him we're not going to watch anything else, and oh boy, he needed a break. That's what we've been doing. If he, when he gets really overwhelmed, we just have him. I just have him take a break, and I put him in uh, in the bedroom downstairs in the dungeon, and let him yeah. let him uh, have a little bit of break, and I come in and check on him, and he's usually a okay. break, or as some people might refer to it, a timeout. Uh, well, it's not a timeout because we use known. timeout for when he's bad. Sounds a lot like a timeout. Well, it to is me. it is like a timeout, but we we use different <laughs> terms for it because a timeout okay. I want it to be like if he's if he's done something bad, yes, you need to have a timeout. But if it's just him being overwhelmed, I, you know, I, I just think I just want him to learn that he can just separate himself and like that's it. He's not being, he didn't do anything bad. He's just so overwhelmed. So that's that's how we say it. But yes, essentially uh, gotcha. it's the same thing as a timeout. But usually our timeouts are, okay, go sit on the stairs for two minutes and then mm-hmm. then that's it. So, so yeah. Well, I'm with Cash in that I wanted to turn this one off after like five minutes uh, myself. But we should talk about the first Lilo and Stitch, Kyle. We should. Since we have no interesting weeks, what is your history with Lilo and Stitch? I really liked Lilo and Stitch as a kid. Um, I really liked it so much. I really liked the series. And I think that's probably why I really like this movie. Is As a kid, gotcha. I watched a lot of the series. I thought that... The, the premise of this show, which you said in the in the back of the box, basically, is that there are now 625 of the other experiments that are around the island, and an episode is like one of them becomes activated. So they have to figure out what to do with that, with how to, like, help that monster turn good and, like, give it a purpose or whatever. And so I, I, would, I watched a bunch of that. I thought it was super fun. So I... Yeah. Great. I, I I did not watch the show. The back of that box is bullshit, first of all, <laughs> I just want to say. Because it, it says it like, there's going to be a bunch of experiments in the movie. No, there's the two that you fucking said yeah. on the back of the box, and that is it. The, the other ones show up for like two seconds at the end of this pilot. I'm not going to call it a movie anymore, because it's a pilot. It's a TV show pilot. Um, it's not a movie. <laughs> Uh, but I will say Lilo and Stitch is probably my second favorite Disney movie. Wow. Like, I love Lilo and Stitch. Um, I absolutely loved it as a kid when it came out. It might not be, I don't necessarily think it's like the second best, but it was 
definitely one of the ones I watched the most as a kid. It was one of the first movies that I ever like owned that was like mine on DVD. I remember being in fourth or fifth grade watching it a lot at the time. I thought it was amazing. I still love it. I don't love this movie. I did not watch the show because I did not have... The show was probably on Disney Channel, which we definitely did not have uh, when I was a kid. Yeah, I don't know. That's just yeah. me. Well, um, nice. Yeah. It, it, I think it's like... I just think it's a great story about like a a, a little... I think it's a great story about family, and I think the relationship between Lilo and Stitch is a wonderful thing. Them both sort of bouncing off of each other. Him being her literal prayer from the heavens, mm -hmm. getting what she wanted, but in a way that she didn't expect, and him having to learn the importance of having family and going against his entire nature to find that there's something better and that he can change, I think is great. I just think it's a good time. Yeah, I, I think it's great as well. I love the first Lilo and Stitch is awesome. I think it ages really well as watching it as an adult because you see like Nani trying to make it work and like, yeah, she doesn't, she, Nani has a lot of love in her, but she needs help, right? Like she's she definitely, like, needs help. it's not going well. Like, no, Lilo is kind of a messed up child, right? Like, uh -huh. like it's it. She is, you know, very full of love, but very just needs help. And so it's like I'm much more on the side of like like Cobra Bubbles, like coming in and like trying to be a like being this social worker, whatever they say he is in the beginning, like trying to yeah, figure it out. Yeah, how old is Lilo? I have no idea. I can't remember. I mean, what is she like? Eight, six, eight, seven, six, seven, somewhere in that range. Not at an age where she should be like left alone with the stove on. Yes. Making voodoo dolls of her friends. Yeah, it's not <laughs> like, good. Like, it's not no. great. Like, and yeah. So it, I think it's one that ages really good because you get to see like her and, and like you said, her, the bond that she has with Stitch is, is great. And it's just a fun, it's a fun premise. It's a fun movie. Absolutely. It was originally going to supposed it, when they first wrote it. It was going to be uh, placed in in Kansas is where they were going to set the movie. <laughs> that would have been. Were they going for like a like a like a Smallville thing? The guy who like, wrote it to... wrote Stitch as like a children's book, and it was a failure, and like mm. wanted to do this, and so they were like they changed the location to Hawaii, which like completely changed the direction of the movie for the good. For the better. Much, much better, yes. Mm -hmm. They also had some <laughs> awesome promos that I watched for this. Like the... the um, I know exactly the promo. Are you talking about the ones where it's like scenes from other yes, Disney the movies? the Interstitials. And Stitch shows up. They're called yeah. Interstitials, and it's it's like Aladdin on the flying carpet. Yep, he's and on the flying carpet, <laughs> and Stitch shows up and like starts spaceship. hitting on yeah. Jasmine. <laughs> yeah, Stitch hits on like the all the Disney princesses. It's a little weird he doesn't a little bit weird yes a little horny yeah. for sure <laughs> my favorite's the little mermaid one where he's surfing on a wave behind ariel as she's on the rock singing her her big moment and then she like has to jump off the rock because the wave crashes and it's i wonder funny. if those were on the dvd because i remember them all like very vividly i feel like so i wonder if those were special features anywhere on the lilo and stitch dvd just because I 
must have watched them many times for how burned into my brain they are. Yeah. Well, anyways, you got anything else to say about Stitch? Kyle, you know what I have to say about Stitch is we should pop it in. Let's pop it in. in And you told me you would never say that. I know, but we swapped places, so So I had had to to today. I had no choice. I am (laughs) you. All right. Movie is in. We got a popcorn. Let's let's jump into this bad boy. Opens up with the Disney logo, which is a plus for these movies. Yes, but I already have a complaint. Me too. All right. The static logo fading out is not as cool as the alien abduction from the first movie. Yes. That's what I have to say. It does like a channel-y, static-y effect. But in the original movie, it's like the Disney castle, and then a little alien blip goes by, and then it gets abducted, and it's cool. And I wanted that. That is cool. Yeah, this one has weird music behind it. That's my complaint about it. It's like the Disney logo, and you think it's the Disney music, and it's like odd music i think maybe just going into the scene but it's just yeah. it just doesn't sound good it sounds like it's it's about to be the disney like m- music and then it's not and you're ver- leaving leaves you very confused so anyways disney logo goes up it goes away and then we are out in space and the text reads turo system secret location and we have a very star wars entry with a giant ship that kind of comes into into shot and this giant ship is propelled by bubbles? Yeah, what the fuck was the bubbles? <laughs> Thank know. you. I have the, what what is going on with the I I thought it was going to be like a reveal that this was like a toy that Lilo was playing with or something. Oh yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, because and but then no, it's just a spaceship that's powered by bubbles. I did not understand what was but, going but on at all. Do you understand the the shape of the ship? Um, I don't think I remember I, the shape of the ship. I, it took shape me the, the entire ship. movie, but at the end, I realized that it's shaped like a hamster wheel, and the jets oh. are the are the little the water delivery devices, little suckers oh. things that the hamsters suck on. Oh, how fun! Yeah, <laughs> as somebody who hates the character design of this villain, I know same. that's extra fun. <laughs> Anyways, a ship docks to this big freighter and enters Gantu into the large space vehicle, the hamster wheel thing. So he approaches a monitor and appears to be talking to what I wrote down was a rabbit. I I thought it was a rabbit too, (laughs) but they keep, then they throughout the movie, he's a hamster, but they keep calling him a gerbil. Yes. It's like, he looks like a rabbit. He doesn't even look (laughs) like the thing that you're joking about him not wanting to be called. Yes. We later, we don't know who he is right now, but later we find out he is Dr. Hamster veal. Not and yes. uh, he this meeting between him and Gantu is very Darth Vader meeting the Emperor vibes like on a yes. on a spaceship. But his character design bugs me right away because he doesn't. Does, it, does like, it bugs Bunny you? Yes, it bugs it. I, I Kyle, you know that as soon as I saw it, I sent you a text that said, "What's up, Doc?" With this character <laughs> and how he's designed. <laughs> you didn't actually send that but, to me, right? No, okay. I didn't send you that. I'm <laughs> just like, making the usually stupid when you Bugs say you Bunny text joke. Me something like that. You actually no. did. Um, no, but it it bothers me because he doesn't look the way that any of the aliens looked in the first movie. Yes, you know they're all very like almost reptilian. Mm-hmm. The other aliens, and then Stitch is like kind of furry as an experiment or whatever. 
But this alien just is like a rabbit hamster hybrid. Is he an experiment? Like it looks I like a, it. I yeah, I don't it's know. just weird. Like fix if they what made his it? ears like hamster ears, I would understand it. Yes. But they're rabbit ears, so it's just. And why does silly. he wear like a superhero cloak thing? Like a like he's the only he's one who's wearing like a. Because he, he's dramatic, very he uses it off as a dramatic flair sometimes. You it know, doesn't feel like a. It fits with the established Lilo and Stitch universe to me. Correct, I agree with that. He is—he is just—he's a very—he's very ridiculous, and it's like it's mm-hmm. too ridiculous. He's very—he—I—he I, reminds me of the guy on the castle in Monty Python, the French guy who is like, "I fought okay. in your general direction." Yes, yes. Because he's got I, sort I of like a French-ish about. accent, but he's like ridiculous, always like that. He's just not very likable. Like it's, it. It's, Who voices the 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 bad guy? Uh, it's Jeff. Is Bennett. he Jeff Bennett? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, um. Anyways, uh, Gantu's meeting with him on the monitor. Gantu is applying for a job to the rabbit, and the rabbit, <laughs> the rabbit. Hamster veal mocks him for. He offers him an unpaid internship. <laughs> yeah, uh, basically, yes. <laughs> he mocks him for not being able to catch six two six, but he says the job's not about catching six two six. He's looking for an item. Gantu already knows where the item is, which is on a mm. tiny planet in Gamma Quadrant, Earth. <gasps> Earth. Earth. Yeah. Yes. Is that how you're supposed to pronounce it? That's how they pronounce it in Lilo and Stitch. They don't know what it's oh, called. Oh yeah, I forgot uh, about that. Th- th- yeah, <laughs> I'll be here. I'll be here with all of your Lilo and Stitch callbacks. Don't worry. Love it. I've seen the movie a thousand times, probably. So we cut to Earth and Lilo's family setting up a picnic on the beach, and the song "Slice and Sand" by Elvis is playing, and it's a really fun yeah. little montage. Please. Is Elvis music expensive? You think is Stitch expensive to make because they have to get Elvis music rights? Maybe or do you think it's like, I don't know. You think it's like back catalog stuff? It's like fifty bucks. Whatever. Who cares? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know I don't which know. of Elvis's songs are super hits. I don't know where Slice and Sand fits. It's a fun song. Though. I. It's fun. I don't think that would be one of his super hits. I don't know either. But <laughs> it just feels like Lilo and Stitch is probably a little bit more expensive than the average straight-to-video movie because they have to get Elvis music. Yeah, they're like, like they uh, can't they just get some it. other cheap shit. They have to get Elvis for it to mm-hmm. work. Um, Pleakley and Jumba are also there. Pleakley is wearing a, wearing a very nice sundress, I should add. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stitch and I Lilo are getting ready. I love Pleakley. Pleakley, I know. He's, he's great. Uh, Stitch and Lilo are getting ready as well. Lilo explains to Stitch that in Hawaii, everyone calls each other cousin because they are all one Mm. big ohana. And Scott, what do we know about the word ohana from Lilo and Stitch? What does it mean? Ohana means family, and family means nobody gets left behind. Good. See this? See see how good I am at this back and forth stuff, being in Uh charge? Uh-huh. You're doing great. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. It's it's like white lightning coming out of this podcast into people's ears. Kyle, this is where I begin to have a beef with this movie, though. All right? Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready for we're. I think we're double beating it. I think we are doing the same. They're trying to do the same story again of Stitch wanting family, but Stitch has family and they're trying to pivot it slightly by making it cousins, but they're never, they don't ever really earn that pivot to me. 
They don't develop a relationship between him and any cousin. And and ultimately, that's going to be my failing in this film, is we're just rehashing while we attempt to set up the TV show. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, I, 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 yeah, I, I would say that it's definitely a very similar thing to the to the first movie, right? It's very similar. Yes. I, I would argue that he think he, I think he make they make the step to like, I don't know. I just I like him them making the step to like save his friend because just just because they're like he he wants to like have a friend and then they're like they mm-hmm. go through all this stuff to do it. So. Um, but yes, we will get to the end we'll of that. We'll get into it more. End of the movie. We'll get into it more. <laughs> but um, anyways, where we are, Stitch is, Stitch is nervous. He's nervous. Mm-hmm. And he gets out there and he immediately makes a mess of things at this picnic. He pops the volleyball. He hugs a child and attempts to uh, slice the pineapple with a chainsaw, which wrecks the yeah, entire prob- picnic. <laughs> <laughs> Probably shouldn't have given him a chainsaw. That's just like day one with... Stitch, come on! Yeah, you can't give that guy a chainsaw. Yeah, it's, it's cause Dave's. Havoc. Is it David? David's chainsaw. He's, doesn't he say it's something? David. Ugh, David in this movie. David's fine. Oh God, no! What in this movie? Well, they didn't really. Doesn't really do anything. He exactly. He sucks in yes. this movie, and he's recast to be a white actor, <laughs> and he sounds fucking white as hell, and it's horrible. Like, That's funny. it's it's sounds completely different. The first thing I did I was like, this dude sounds white, and I had to look it up. It's D. Bradley Baker. Um, I cannot remember the name of the actor from the original movie. I don't have anything open because I'm a bum this episode. Um, but yeah, Jason Scott David Lee is, was David. There it is. In the first one, he. I got beef with David later in this movie, but yeah, um. <laughs> Dave, D, he sucks at one point. The idea, the reason why, the reason I say is fine is because there's one scene that I think is a very like nice, like mature scene between him and and Nani about not. Okay. It's just like a mature theme, I guess. But anyways, we can keep going. It's at the it's at the hardcore sex scene between yes, them that yeah, they added exactly. in. <laughs> that was in the special features. If you didn't see that, so. That was in that clip that you sent me at like 2 a.m. Yeah. You said it was cut from the movie, but it was weird because I could tell that it was in the same art style that you draw in. <laughs> uh, and it sounded like you were doing both the voices, which was really weird. I found this really, I found like a Disney wiki, um, but it's <laughs> it's different. It's much different and it has like some deleted scenes on it. It's uh, like a, it's called Rule 34 subreddit. I don't really know what's up with that, but don't go there, listeners. Don't go there. Oh, go it's there. not a good place. <laughs> Anyways. Why is it bookmarked on your... Why can I see it bookmarked on your web browser right now, <laughs> Kyle? Yes, you're just sharing my screen. You can see it. <laughs> um, anyway. Where are we? He gets kicked out of the picnic, and it cuts to night in his room. Um, he has a, There's a very sweet and sad moment where Stitch is looking at his reflection, and he's just trying to say hi more normally. He's just trying to smile and, like, say hi. And I thought it was it just made me fall in love with Stitch a little bit. And I think it's the part of the movie where I was like, oh, I kind of like this. I'm already invested. I already love Stitch, so I don't need to fall more in love with Stitch. <laughs> but I do like that. I guess, even though that's, again, kind of what the whole first movie was, was him learning to be normal already, learning to blend in, and kind of learning that he doesn't necessarily have to blend in perfectly to have a family, which is what I like. Um, So I don't necessarily want him to try to fit in more than he does, but 
It's not bad. That part's okay. I'm down with I can I can get behind that part, Kyle. Yeah. I'll give you that. Well Lilo comes in and she tells him, she says she says, Stitch, you're one of a kind, like Frankenstein. And <laughs> he apparently Well knows. actually I think what she says is she comes in and she says, Stitch, you're just one of a hundred and one Dalmatians. And then she exactly. yawns because she's been asleeping the whole time. Yeah. Exactly. But yes. She just derails the whole she, movie. Uh huh. She does compare him to Frankenstein, which it's is uh, kind of a compliment. Frankenstein's pretty chill, the monster at least in the first two movies. He's like, he's just a misunderstood monster. It's pretty accurate to Stitch, really. Yeah, I guess he apparently knows yeah. who Frankenstein is, though, because he like sighs and puts his head in the bowl of ice cream after she says that. Like, it's not a compliment. So yeah. he's pretty with it, I guess. He's seen Frankenstein. Uh, well, Lilo seems to like black and white horror movies so oh he's probably seen it because uh obviously david brings it up later in the movie that she's missing her favorite movie or whatever which is just some clearly some like stock footage black and white stock footage but i think there is also the scene in uh the first movie where you see on the tv like a giant tarantula monster movie or something on the screen so that's the that's a recurring element black and white horror movies yeah so he's probably seen it that's a good point He's got it. Boom. I'm patching plot holes over here. Yeah. All right. I love it. Downstairs, <laughs> Nani is prepping pleakly on being the babysitter for the night. Again, showing us Nani is not really the best decision maker to put pleakly yes. in charge when he doesn't. He, he's, this is his first, his first human meal that he's ever made, and he doesn't know what money is. Yes. They're leaving her sister behind with. Pleakly, not a great choice, but also an alien who literally refers to himself as an evil genius. Yes. Like, yes. that is his his self-monologue, his internal monologue is, I am evil. Yes. And that's the babysitter <laughs> that she has chosen to leave her little sister with, which is just mm-hmm. wild, wild parenting choice there, Nani. Yeah, not not great. Not what we not what we want. Not the type of parenting choice that that Cobra would like her to make, I guess. <laughs> no, and, as well as I. But um, as they're leaving, there there's a funny line where uh, Nani is telling David she thinks that Pleakley tries on her clothes, and Pleakley is listening, and then seemingly runs immediately to her closet when they are out of earshot. Earshot. I thought that part was funny. Mm-hmm. I couldn't tell if this was like maybe vaguely insensitive in today's climate like vaguely a cross-dressing joke but also he's an alien so i don't know if it even qualifies if pleakley even has a gender really yeah you know i mean i have a big question and it's are pre are pleakley and jumba in a relationship I literally have written down our pleakley and jumba together because i was wondering the same thing i think they are no i think so too i think they are (laughs) There's something going on between them. Like, yes, they've gotten too deep into character or whatever. I don't know, but I'm I'm into that. That's that. Wait, I, what's that other tab you have open on your computer? <laughs> Jumbo oh, Pleakly Rule Thirty Four no, is all it says. Oh no! Oh, oh no! no. <laughs> Reddit was a mistake. That's all I should say. Absolutely, it was. Uh, but yeah, Pleakley does run to go put on her clothes, which is good for Pleakley. Dress how you want. Be, why even hide it, Pleakley? Where were you want? They're not even. They're 
alien clothes to you. What do you care about? Like the gender constructs of yeah. Earth. He just likes it. He likes style. It's good. Yeah, it is good. I don't know how he hides his one eyeball like so well. I, I took a note. I didn't bring it up, but like when they're out at the beach, the fact that people are not freaking out <laughs> that they're around is insanity. Yeah, they, like, they, we just, we're past that. You know, nobody's going to recognize yes. them as aliens. It's just not going to happen. Like, because <laughs> they should have been recognized many times. Yes. At least with Stitch, you're like, okay, that's a wild koala bear or something. Yeah. You <laughs> yeah. know? It's a but weird like, dog. Something Yeah, Pleakley and Jumba do not look human at all. That ain't nothing but a hound dog. Am I right? Oh, good one. Good one, <laughs> Kyle. Um, back in the house, Stitch asks Jumba if he has cousins. You know, Stitch is like, do I have any cousins? Kind of like mm-hmm. that. And uh, Jumba says that neither of them have cousins because he's an evil genius and Stitch is a scientific <laughs> experiment. And I have no yes. idea why Jumba doesn't have any cousins. Like, it well, he's sense. an evil genius. Oh, uh, you're, you're right. Cu- you don't know that, obviously. <laughs> maybe, maybe he means he killed all of his cousins. Yes, maybe he did. <laughs> he's evil. I don't know. <laughs> it's just, just straight up murder. Just, yeah, I don't know. Well, Interesting, interesting that they decided mm-hmm. to to put it out there that Jumba has no family. I don't know, I don't know what the purpose of that is, but they made it clear. So, anyways, there's a knock at the door, and Pleakley runs out of the closet in Nani's clothes to answer it, and oh no, it's Gantu! Oh no! Gantu is looking for Jumba. Jumba hides Pleakley in a trunk with some sort of device under a blanket. A mm-hmm. ball, roughly the size of a ping pong ball, rolls on the floor with the number 625 on it. You think mm. ping pong ball size? Yes, because uh, one of the characters literally says something about it, a ping pong ball on the floor. Oh, do they? Yeah. Oh, I guess in, I don't remember how big they are. I picture them like marble sized, but I guess maybe they are ping pong ball. I don't know. Maybe they're maybe different Maybe I'm sized. just seeing it in like Gantu's hands or whatever, so it looks tiny <laughs> Super tiny, yes. It, yeah. One of them says ping pong ball. That's why I wrote it down. But gotcha. he picks it up, he calls it an experiment pod, and takes Jumbo with him, which... Uh, when Jumbo refuses to give up the rest of the pods. And then we learn that Dr. Hamster Veal's name and that he was former partners with Jumba. Gantu... Naturally. Yeah, naturally. Uh, Gantu escapes by obliterating Stitch with the engines of his jet, but Stitch is Stitch, so he just gets up from that and uh, jump starts Jumba and Pleakley's spaceship with some classic... Just rip out the wires underneath and yeah, mm-hmm. stick them together and make a spark. And he, well, he used one of he used a gorilla hair to connect the wires perfect, so that it yeah. would conduct electricity. I'm just referencing <laughs> no, all of our great. past movies. Today. I love it. You've done. Three I did. So by far. the way, I looked it up, and hair is not conductive. Okay, it insulates. Right. So that is all bullshit. <laughs> yeah. That you could conduct hair. Well, we talked about hair. that, right? I said maybe. No, I didn't say maybe, but I just said that they're, they're, giraffe hairs are like wires, but they're they're yes. hair still. So, but everything I looked up, I tried looking up fur and hair. It's very hard to look up. Just is gorilla hair conductive? <laughs> Obviously, there's not a lot of experiments on that. But anything I could find about human hair and about fur said no. Maybe so. I'm gonna say Tarzan and Jane not scientifically accurate. Boom! There it is. Cash is gonna be the first to experiment gorilla hair transduction so good 
He's going to be great. Um, back to this uh, spaceship. Uh, yeah. Stitch flies after him, and this is where Nani and David are walking back from dinner. And David wants it to be a date that they just had going out to dinner, but Nani just says she's not really ready for a date just yet, and that's why they split the bill. And I just like that scene. I just thought it was a nice little thing in there that they added a little bit of depth to her and David's relationship and not just like, oh, they're together now. If it's not a date, you think she could take her sister along instead of leaving her to be watched by evil, evil genius. genius. Yes. <laughs> but, you know, by whatever. Dr. Evil himself, basically. <laughs> Who's literally doing illegal experiments in his bedroom (laughs) while she's there that could, like, blow up the house. Oh, man. Oh, Nani. Uh, Great stuff. Oh, Nani. Nani! I'm just, you know, like, in anime, whenever somebody's saying, like, what? They say, Nani! That's my... I've been sitting on a joke for years where I just want to (laughs) tweet out, like, when I'm in an anime and something crazy happens and it's just a picture of Nani... But I don't think anyone will get it. I think that they'll. I think our joke. podcast listeners are going to get it, and you're going to tweet it. They're going to love it. Yeah, I'll t- I'll tweet it for this episode. You guys all better like it. You better follow us at Made for TV Podcast, and you better like it. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> Go on, Kyle. What happens next in the movie? It's going to get two favorites. I guarantee it. I know it's going to be me and you. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Um, they come back to find their houses broken into and Lilo is gone. But don't worry, Scott. I know you're really worried about Lilo. She's just mm-hmm. in literal outer space in a ship driven yeah. by Stitch. No, it's fine. She's good. <laughs> it's going to be fine. Uh, of course. <laughs> they- um, just... We're gonna, I need, I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna withhold my judgment until a later scene. Okay, all right. On why I really hate David. <laughs> I don't... I, <laughs> It's coming up. It's, it is. It's coming it's up. I imminent. know what you're talking yes. about. Yes. So they have a so they have a pretty cool space battle. I think the space battle is pretty sweet um, between the two ships fighting out, kind of a dogfight up there. And unfortunately, Gantu escapes with Jumba and Stitch and Lilo gently crash land next to the house. David is inside, just sitting there, and he's like the heaviest <sighs> sleeper ever, I guess, because you didn't hear a spaceship crashing right outside the nope. house. What what the fuck is he doing? I don't know. Like, He's just sitting there I, I, watching TV while the kids I are I missing. Said, I, wrote, I, was, I was like, did Nani tell David to just sit on the couch and watch fucking movies? Like what? And then and then yeah, he's not concerned at all when they come in. And like Lilo explains what's going on, and he's just like, oh. Well, you and Stitch can handle Gantu. What the fuck do you mean yes, yes, they can handle Gantu? Gantu is like. 80 feet tall. Lilo is like seven. Gantu's a, what cannot... is he of morph of? He's like a whale <laughs> elephant yes. with horns. That's, that's, he's like 15 feet tall. Because Lilo's like, Jumba got kidnapped by Gantu. Step... Uh, you, you and Stitch can handle it. <laughs> what are you talking about? I just, Gantu could accidentally step on Lilo without even noticing it. And like, David's just like, uh, it's whatever, who mm-hmm. cares? If, I get it if he's like, well, we can't help. We can't help Jumba. We have to just, let's just stay. That's That'd be the level of concern I could deal with. But him just being like, oh, okay, well, good luck with it. Like, he's going to let them go try. Yes. is just crazy to it's me. It's absurd. Yes. And, you like, suck. Do, you, do you really even touch, even, uh, even um, trust Stitch, like, at this point? I mean, I know he's done a lot of good stuff. 
But like, I don't think I'm ever really truly going to trust Stitch that he's going to like not cause chaos and like, like be a harm to people. Right. Yes. What evidence do you have other than the fact that Stitch did save Lilo from Gontu when you all almost died? <laughs> like, <laughs> what makes you think, oh, this is just a walk in the park for him? It's just. It's absurd, sad. David. You suck. You're the. I see why Nani doesn't want to date you because you're worthless. Yeah, like, yeah. It's it's over. Sorry, buddy. Uh, uh, yeah, gosh. you'd be a, you're an all you're an off you'd be an. Off and I man. love David in the first movie, which is why it bums me out because I love David's constantly trying to like get help Nani get work. Yeah, and I love the part when they all have like the beach day where they're surfing with him. And I love at the end of the movie when they crash land in the ocean. I think it's really funny when they're like, David, can you give us a lift? And he's like, looks at Gontu and all these massive aliens. And he's just like, I might have to take two trips. <laughs> just like, that's great. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, David. That's funny. Yeah. So it just, he was, he was having an off day that maybe just like killed this little child. So it's fine. We'll just, it's okay. Just kidding. He's awful. <laughs> Anyways, Pleakley is uh, rescued from the trunk. They open up this strange device that was under the blanket that Gantu was after, Mm -hmm. and it is revealed to be a container containing the other 625 experiments. Well, what do you think about that, Kyle? What do I, I think know you about? like it. I guess I know you like that there are other experiments. Yes. Or 625 of them exactly. But when I first watched Lilo and Stitch, I didn't assume that Stitch was the 626th experiment. I just thought, like, Experiment 626 maybe had something to do with, like, his chemical makeup or was a number referring to, like, failed attempts to create anything you know, I took it as I as a kid. I took like, it as failed attempts. Like this is this is his 626th attempt at making something that they're going to to accept or whatever. Um, yeah, and they. So I, I don't. I didn't think it was a big jump at all to to go from. It just seems weird that they when they catch him in the first movie, they're having his trial. They're like, oh my god, you actually made something. Right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but this is apparently the 626th thing that he has actually made. So I just, it doesn't, I always thought that Stitch was the first thing that he managed to create, was like a one of a kind abomination. And that mm. was like the point. So I'm not super into the notion that he did make 625 other functioning monsters that have their own skill sets that are like gremlins, the new batch gremlins that all have their own unique power or whatever. Cause these, the, the, the experiments in this are very much gremlins as far as I can tell. Gremlin. Like, yeah, I've not seen that gremlins movie, but yes, I, I oh, yeah. you've never seen gremlins too. Not gremlins too. Nope. Just, the oh, we're watching gremlins too. It rules. It's like, such an awesome sequel good it's like they just they just the same director and he's just like instead of making this one like horror i'm just gonna make it like 80 percent comedy like i'm just gonna make a <laughs> almost a parody of my own movie and it's so fun it's just an awesome movie we'll, cool. we gotta watch it well i think yeah. that this is fun to have all these different experiments <laughs> i think it i think it's just cool to see all the different powers and stuff and have them try and figure out what their purpose is and how they're gonna be a cousin so Anyways, I think the device is cool. 
Pleakley locks it away. And then he says that if any water gets in there, the pods will rehydrate and cause mass chaos. I do. Also very gremlins. Yeah. (laughs) Can't get them wet. (laughs) Very true. I I think it's weird that these pods like can get wet because like Stitch's whole thing is he can't swim. And so it's, I was just like, why? Like if you're going to storm in these pods and their thing is like to get wet. I don't know. Just doesn't well. Stitch specifically can't swim because his density, his molecular density, is too strong, so he automatically sinks. I don't think it's that he can't get wet. So I don't have a problem with them being stored in water. And since each experiment is its own magical being with its own different, unrelated power, you know, true, true. I feel like I guess it's fine. It's weird to me that I think that's what's weird to me about the experiments is I assume six two six is the fruition of some sort of like decades long goal. And then it's like, why were you making a weird electricity one at some point? Like, what the fuck was... How was that an initial step to getting to Stitch? Like, that doesn't feel like there was ever uh, any reason oh, yes. for uh, for us to build upon electricity monster to whatever Stitch is. Stitch right. is very... Not lacking in a clear definition like his Ohana, his cousins. Yes, he is just indestructible, super strong, and has arms and... Yeah, whatever. Blah blah blah. He's good. He's, he can lift. He has strength. Is three thousand times his own weight. Yes, which is a lot. <laughs> it is a lot, depending on how much he weighs. True. <laughs> well, his density is super. He might That's be true. crazy. Hey, density is different than weight. All right. I know, I but listen. he's on Earth, so I mean, it's true. Like we could probably take his. Yeah, we could figure it out, but we're not going to do that right now. It's fine. We know he can't be too heavy because people can pick him up. True. Like he sits, he's on, when they're doing the surfing, it's like Nani is on David's shoulders and then Lilo and Stitch are standing on Nani's shoulders. So he can't be much heavier than like Lilo is. Right. Okay. Still pretty strong. That's it. But not. He's very strong. He's got to be able to lift over a thousand pounds. Like obviously. (laughs) So it's a lot he's pretty strong he stops a semi truck with like his bare hands in the first movie yes he does um and he throws a freaking car yeah he's yes very strong um where were we space battle we got to that uh bleakly got rescued you were putting water on the pods yes he tells them they can't get them wet lilo lilo tells nani about their adventure to outer space in a very matter-of-fact way which is hilarious she's just mm-hmm. you know classic lilo <laughs> stitch hotwired yes. the ship then we went to outer space gone to escape then you tried to kill me with a hug you know <laughs> um yes nani tries to contact Cobra Bubbles for help. the in, As we know, he's the Secret Service dude from the first movie. And he yes. is, I mean, we he's basically, I mean, is it like canon to just say that he's part of the Men in Black? Like, he has to be, right? I, th- I always took it as he used to be part of the Men in Black and then retired. But maybe it's like the type of thing, like, you retire from the Men in Black, but you still are obviously are in on the Men in Black, right? Like, yeah. He's their best in, but I always thought he was legitimately a, like a, a social worker, you know, like that is his, I think his actual job now because he shows up in Lilo and Stitch before there's any alien shenanigans at the house. So he can't be there only because he is actually looking for aliens. 
he must actually be a child care social worker, that right? Just, and also a man in Before black. Before he and- was that, he was part of the men in black. I think it's like he's almost when someone is like a really... Uh, like badass like green beret or whatever like in the military for years in a movie and then they retire and just work at like a diner you know it's like a john wick like cobra is like a john wick of the men in black or even like i guess men in black one ends with agent k getting neuralized right so Mm -hmm. i think he's like sort of along that lines he's retired men in black but because he obviously was part of the men in black when alien stuff starts happening he knows how to help. Got it. And now he's like in charge, basically. Sort of. I guess. I mean, he's, he's just like, like I mean, if you're Nani, who else are you going to call? That's your only yeah. person on Earth who has any <laughs> sort of expertise on this. So why not call him? But if you would think, I, I think it's weird that she calls him and that he isn't immediately like, we need to get Lilo out of this situation. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Because he is still a social worker, as far as I know. Yeah, he's he like, this is, is a dangerous situation. Advocate. Let's get yes. the child out and deal yes. with it. Exactly. <laughs> they treat Lilo like an adult for some reason. They really do. It's not She's great. just a weird little girl. Not, they don't, not a superhuman. Strange. <laughs> Anyways, they try to get a hold of Cobra, but yes. they are on hold. So Lilo decides they need more help. So they should activate mm-hmm. one of those experiments to help. Oh, which is terrible idea. A bad idea. But she's seven, so they drop experiment two two one into the bathtub. Who becomes activated and immediately this two two one starts wreaking havoc. His power. What's weird is okay. I know I'm gonna cut you off again, even though I just did. First of all, you skipped. I think my favorite joke of the movie, (laughs) which is when Pleakley pulls out his like what is it like lavender book instead of like yellow pages he's got like the lavender pages or something i can't remember what the color is um because he's just dialing random planets looking for jimba oh is that what he's doing (laughs) yes because he's starting he says there's only so many numbers so he pulls out his like space phone book and he flips open to the first page and the first place he calls he just goes he calls, he's like, hello, is this planet ah? <laughs> like, it's just literally a bunch of A's. I think I completely missed one. that scene. It <laughs> would have been helpful later because it comes back that he's yes, going through these numbers. Back. Yes. I think it's funny that the first place he, he calls is just, just planet ah. ah. Yeah. <laughs> Both because it's the first number in the phone book, which is funny, but also because I suspect it was a very lazy writer who didn't want to come up with a planet name also. That's it's a funny like, bit. Ah, I would, planet, I would, ah. I'd give the benefit of the doubt. I think it's a good bit. Either way, I think it's funny both ways, so I'm happy. <laughs> um, but, it, okay, but to the alien pod, yeah. when Lilo is oh, warming, ahead. like, they want to get one of the, wake up one of the cousins, right? Yes. And she specifically wants to do it because she wants help recharging Jumba and Pleakley ship. Yes. What makes her think that there even would be one that could help recharge a ship? I don't know. She's just looking for help. <laughs> and they stumble on the <laughs> first one they like see yeah. is this electricity one. <laughs> yeah. So it makes like, sense. She's like, look for an electricity monster, Stitch. And then, okay, here's one. It's such a silly thing. And there's literally an electricity gremlin in Gremlins 2, which is why, again, I think this is very Gremlins 2 inspired. You think this is just a ripoff of Gremlins 2? 
I don't think it's a direct ripoff, but I do think that they, whoever saw this was probably paying some homage with that idea because that's one of the more famous Gremlins 2 Gremlins is the electricity one. Got it. Well, this electricity one, he is an electrical surge. He just starts wreaking havoc. He basically just looks like Yellow Stitch that can fly around like a phantom. Mm -hmm. He escapes to the island somewhere, and Lilo decides their objective now is to find 221 instead of focusing on rescuing Jumba. Makes perfect sense. Well, they need 221 to To recharge the ship so they can get to Jumba. It all makes sense. I just thought it was so silly that she's just like, oh, (laughs) well, I guess we should find this, this one instead of focusing on finding our friend like she's just like just i think lilo's making the mature choice because her options are look for the monster that i just set loose on my island that's going to wreak havoc or try to rescue the quote unquote evil Evil genius genius. (laughs) who lives in my house (laughs) oh well where is Jumba? Let's cut to Gantu and Jumba on the spaceship. Jumba is locked in an upside-down cell, and Gantu is threatening to torture him. Jumba says he mm-hmm. isn't afraid of torture, except maybe just a little bit. Gantu makes a penis joke by saying he's sure Dr. Hamsterville will find your little bit. Which I, thought was- I don't think I heard that joke. Yep. That's <laughs> like, oh, okay. It's just a very obvious dick joke there. Just uh, yeah. so obvious. Uh, Dr. Hamsterville enters. He's ticked that Gantu only brought 625 back and not the rest of them because Gantu still got that ping pong ball 625 with him. Uh, Hamsterville is very short, and Jumbo makes some great jokes yes. about him being a gerbil and a lousy evil genius because uh, apparently Dr. Hamsterville had to pay for his experiments instead of coming up with them on his own. Ah. Um, so, is. With this whole gerbil hamster thing, what's the difference between a gerbil and a hamster? Why is this guy so upset about it? I have no idea. (laughs) Maybe on his planet, gerbils are like, they're they're like uh, monkeys or something, you know? And like, and he is evolved. He's a hamster, you know? He's a rabbit, though. He's not. He's a rabbit hamster. That's like, it's. He's a rabid hamster. Perplexing to me to make it. Make a character who's so sensitive about looking like a gerbil, but not make them look anything like a gerbil. Yeah. You know, to not make him look like either of the things that the movie is telling me he looks like is just so weird. Yeah, it it really doesn't make much sense. No. It, it really This doesn't. also was the point when I looked up to verify it was Jeff Bennett when I was watching and while looking up realized that Jim Cummings is our only regular voice actor who isn't going to be in this movie, Kyle. Ugh. And that was a big blow to me. Yeah. That, that we're going to get Rob Paulson and Jeff Bennett, but we're not going to get Jim Cummings. And we got Frank so. Welker in there. Do you know? Yes. Frank Welker. As of Sparky. Of course. Who is obviously. 221 apparently. I don't remember when they say yes. his name is Sparky. Oh, it's at the end. Oh. Right. Yeah. Cause he, she names yes. him. Yep. She does. Anywho, um, the scene ends with Hamsterville telling Gantu to get him a phone book uh, because he can't reach Jumba because he's so short. So I, I decided to make note of that for some reason. It's, it was good. Just it was ignore good that. Thing to make note of. Yeah, it's good. 
That's what you should remember from this scene. We cut yeah. back to Hawaii for like five seconds just to show that Lilo and Stitch are attempting to find 221, and Stitch sees mm-hmm. him with his night vision in the distance. We cut back. I didn't know Stitch had like infrared night vision powers. He does. He's got some, he's got some secret stuff. I like that he's yeah. got some more tricks up I do sleeve. like that he has more powers that we can explore, but that's the only one that they explore, right? Is that one? Yeah. It's... Okay. Yeah, that's the only new one? Is that what you're saying? I think. Yeah, I think that's the only new thing that they add. I would have liked yeah. maybe to add a couple new things. If we're going to do one, why not do like three? But Maybe, whatever. yeah. He is, do they, they just solidify him as indestructible when, when Gantu like roasts him with the jets of his engine and he's just yeah. fine. Which is something that's already <laughs> happened in the first movie because when Lilo is trapped inside the like glass pod or whatever, there's a point where... Uh, Gantu like turns his jets inward and they both blast Stitch off of the ship and he goes like flying through the air so and lands and survives so we already know he can survive jet engines Kyle so just here with more facts from the first movie good um, we cut back to the ship, and Hamster Veal is mm-hmm. now, now on a giant stack of books, and he is the same mm-hmm. level as Jumba. Hamster Veal mm-hmm. threatens to hurt Jumba's family, but Jumba just laughs because he has no family, because he's an evil <laughs> I genius. Have no family. I am evil genius. No family. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I've been practicing for 20 years. <laughs> for 20 years. I'm just, well, I mean, like, that's when this movie, when Lilo and Stitch came out, right? Yes, the first you, one you, every day so. you, pra- you practice his yeah, voice just a little bit. I do. I sit, I sit. I would never make more than one. <laughs> that's what I practice. Uh, he's got a, he's, uh, it's, it's David Ogden Steers is his voice actor. Yes. And who is also the voice of Cogsworth, I think, um, in Beauty and the Beast. Yes. Yeah, yes. he is. Um, and Ratcliffe in Pocahontas. Look at that. Bag ah, yes, 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 yes. Um, he's great in this. I do like that. I don't know if it's happened yet, but the hamster gerbil fucking rabbit dude, he does make a <laughs> joke about Jumba's accent being nonsensical, yes. like having no reason to exist, which I thought was funny. Yeah. Because I have often thought that. I'm like, why do they all speak English? And why does this dude have like a Russian accent? Yeah, it makes no like, sense. Um, this is when they're gonna open up the one experiment that uh, Gantu managed to grab. What? Yes, yeah, six two five. Yep. Yes. So they let's activate six two five. Jumba's like, oh no, not that. He's got all the powers of six two six. So they activate yes. six two five, leaving the room, expecting to hear some torturing going on, but nothing's happening. They go back in, and six two five is eating a giant pile of sandwiches. And Jumba explains that six two five has all the powers of six two six, including enhanced language capabilities, but that he's also a lazy coward who makes great sandwiches. And six two five looks at Hamsterveel, offers him a sandwich, and something I found very shocking shocked me. He just says ham or tuna, like. <laughs> <laughs> like very clearly and i was just yes he does okay when it comes to 625 kyle are you familiar with alf i i know the 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 yes the i know alf i don't know anything about do you him. think he looks like 625 might have been inspired by how by alf's design i mean i guess it they've I got really the don't same... think he looks that much like him no, no, no. Okay, I just put a picture in. They have the same teeth. Like, 
I I feel like six two five has those like two teeth that you can see. Yeah, I mean he doesn't have a snout though. His he doesn't have a snout, but he does. He's got the little tuft of hair on the top. His eye, exactly. I think there's some inspiration. I'm not saying he's exactly. Does Alf like like sandwiches? Is that his thing? Alf eats cats, so I don't (laughs) think so. But he. he talks very matter-of-factly, I feel like, the way that 625 does. And if you look at 625, like, he does have some ridge lines on his nose that look kind of similar to, like, Alf's lines on his snout, you know? Okay. Like, those lines that are uh, leading up to his big red nose. Maybe? I feel like there's some element of Alf What is Alf there. even Just a from? I feel like Alf is, like, this fever dream of, like, a character it's that a- exists on, like, like some alternate universe, uh, Alpha is it some a, uh, like the character, another character on, on, uh, on, uh, fam the the family movie that uh, whatever whatever that. Well, Alf was his own sitcom in the uh, like eighties. It stands for Alien Life Form, and uh, I think it ran for like five or six seasons or something like that. But yeah, it was just a sitcom about. A family who had an alien that lived with them who was a puppet. That's it, it just looks so strange. I, I need to watch an episode of this or something. It just <laughs> I'm looks sure like, that it is not very good, but I... I it just reminds it, it reminds me of Too Many Cooks, that little, that, like, skit yes, show. it's got that energy big time. When I look at it, it just seems... It, I just would say that doesn't exist. That's That should not exist in our universe, in our timeline. Whatever, like Loki. It's a multiverse thing. Yes. This is a different timeline merging into ours. Yes. Alf is uh, Jim um, Belushi, and according to Jim, in the alternate universe. <laughs> what a reference, Kyle. What a great That's That's, a that's what I feel when I'm One of our episodes. <laughs> uh, we talked about Jim in... Uh, I don't remember which episode. I think maybe Goofy movie. I do not remember. Uh, did we? I don't remember. I don't. Know. I don't know. Yeah, I think he's actually come up multiple times on this podcast. Weird. We're a Jim Belushi fan club here. We. I'm worried to say that I can't support Jim <laughs> Belushi the same way that I support uh, Haley Joel Osment because. Yeah. I I feel like. I, I would believe if somebody told me that Jim Belushi was less than savory as a person. <laughs> That's all I'll say. Yeah. Um, back to oh, Kyle. Hawaii. Hold on. I don't want to. Oh. I don't want to completely derail. Okay. But I was just looking at six two five. Right. Yeah. Do you know what his actual what his name is? That they like. <laughs> yes, I do know what his is? name is, and it's. Uh, <laughs> it's great. It's, it's a, Ruben. It's Ruben. It's a sandwich. <laughs> it's a sandwich. I love it. Even though I think the sandwich joke is so fucking stupid, but that's yeah, it's just silly. Me. And there's like an episode of the show where he like they they do something with the sandwiches. Like he fills a room with the sandwiches, and it causes a problem or something. Like it's it's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> okay. But he's in the show. Oh no! <laughs> as it, the end of this movie sets it up that him and Gantu are like together, sort of working together type of thing so mm-hmm. um back to hawaii lilo lilio and stitch find lilo's friends are having a camp out without her and mm-hmm. uh that sucks because uh they told her that they were gonna be they were all sick lilo okay. says you guys you guys told me you were all sick and the evil redhead girl aka myrtle 
says, we were sick, sick of you, which is just heartbreaking for Lilo. If I could roll up on any child in a movie and beat the shit out of them, it'd be Myrtle. I would stomp Myrtle into the ground. <laughs> I hate awful. Myrtle so much. This little redheaded bitch <laughs> just... I hate her. She gives all redheads a bad name. She is the worst. She's she awful. Sucks. It makes me hate redheads more. I know. More than I Look, if you're did. listening to this, we're going to come kick your ass. Yes. <laughs> but she, it makes me sad because they're supposed to be more friends at the end of Lilo and Stitch, right? They're supposed to be mm-hmm. some sort of amends made there, but no, it's, they're not. Men's are, amends are not made. Myrtle is the worst. Voiced by, yes. do you know the voice actresses for Myrtle in this? I don't know the Liliana Mumi, who's in the she's the redheaded girl in the um, Cheaper by the Dozen movies and Santa Claus. The Santa Claus. Yep, I was just gonna say she's definitely the girl from the Santa Claus Two that shows up. Yeah, and she does awesome <laughs> in those movies, and I think she does yeah, some voice acting work actress. right now. I think that's she's like kind of stuck with some voice acting stuff. Maybe well, I saw some credits with. in there. I mean, that sounds great. She's in a she's in a do. show that has a different show that's a podcast show what it's it's um it's her most one of her recent things it's listen out loud podcast a tv miniseries ever wonder what it's like to grow up in a big family meet 11 year old lincoln loud and his 10 sisters you may already follow them on nickelodeon's the loud house now you can listen to their very own podcast what the hell so i guess it's a podcast about from with that's the characters of the show that's interesting yeah we should do that but with lilo and stitch the series we should write continue making episodes but it's me and you yeah and we voice <laughs> all the characters you can be lilo i'll be stitch I called it. you've already you already got jumba you got jumba down i got jumba i can do anybody can do stitch stitch is like the easiest voice. i gotta practice like, a lot if i want to try and do like pleakly that's gonna take a this lot this is my family it's little and broken but still good like, stitch is the easiest yeah Hi. does the chapter go home now Hi. Uh, yeah. You know, the, I think uh, the writer is the, the voice of Stitch. He is, yeah. It's, it's Chris it's Sanders like, is like the voice mm-hmm. of Stitch, who is the writer. I think this is the original guy, maybe, I don't yes. know, who did this. He's either a writer or a director normally. The, like, the only acting he does is Stitch. Yes. Like, yeah. It's great. He's great. It's a great voice. He does great. I don't think anybody could do Pleakley's voice, though. You're definitely right about that. Yeah, like, that's very... That's just that actor's voice. Yeah. And it's very unique, I think. <laughs> Well, uh, uh, back to the movie. Lilo tells Stitch he can just spit acid on them if he wants to, to these girls, which is very dark because his acid can, like, melt stuff, right? Or is that a new power? Yeah, I, I don't think he actually has that power. I think he Lilo's just fucking with them because we see Stitch's spit not be acidic in the first movie. Oh. He uses his spit when he's locked up in the beginning of the movie. Um, and the guns are trained to like target his DNA. He like lets his spit hang low to test that the guns are aiming at it. And then he spits onto like a surface that they shoot, but it's not like acidy spit when it hits the wall or anything before they shoot. So maybe he has the ability to choose to spit acid, but as far as we know, it's not his neutral state of his spit. I would think that he, yeah. That's good. I I believe it. 
But hopefully, if he does have acid spit, you can like control whether you like spit out your acid spit. You know, like if it would, yeah. I would think it would come straight from your stomach. You know, like it would like, oh gross, like it would like yeah, hurl okay. up that much and uh, and kind of like the uh, Incredibles two, the old man superhero that's like reflux is his name. Oh, is that, that really? Just, like, <laughs> Yeah, he like hurls up like lava or something like that. Like it's super gross to me. I have seen like half of Incredibles two, but wow. I have seen that's not incredible. Deadpool two, where that dude does spit up burning acid. I don't remember that. He's one of the. He he's acid. one of the. He's one of the dudes that joined the team. He like he one of X Force. Yeah, X Force, and yeah. they and he vomits up his stuff on to oh yeah uh, he does it on to like another member of yeah the is team, it rob right? is, is yeah. he the guy because he's in the wood chipper and i forget the <laughs> the both the actor's name and the rob delaney rob delaney i think is trying to get him yeah. out and then he vomits on him and just melts him so <laughs> we're x-force we're x-force i love it <laughs> great movies um they go back home dejected because they can't find Sparky or two two one at this point. Uh, I like the joke when Lilo walks into the door and says, "Don't let Nani hear us. It's so past my bedtime." And then Nani immediately turns on the lights and says, "Says Lilo, it is so past your bedtime." And they scream. Classic. Yeah. I oh I want to say speaking of Nani, I do love uh tia what's her name tia carrera is that who voices nani yeah mm-hmm. um yeah i love her she's cassandra in wayne's world and i just think she's the bee's knees and that's i just want to shout her out because i really love her um but also when they sneak in kyle you you will notice when they sneak in that there's a washer and dryer at the door where they yes. sneak in right yes the very dryer that in the Disney Plus version and maybe other releases of Lilo and Stitch is edited to appear to be a table with a pizza box in it so <laughs> it doesn't look like Lilo is hiding in a dryer because they didn't want kids to crawl into dryers. If you watch Lilo and Stitch on Disney Plus, you'll notice there's a scene where she's hiding from Nani and Nani crawls on top of a table with a pizza box blocking it, but it was originally a dryer. You know, I... I... I agree with this sentiment. I don't. I think that they were right to change that. You know why? Because when why? I was a kid, I crawled into a dryer and pooped in I it. I absolutely. Well, I did okay. I'm gonna immediately hit the eject button on agreeing <laughs> with this because I did not poop. In I the hit dryer. the eject button. I crawled in that dryer. I sat down. I took a nice dump when I was like learning how to use the toilet, and I ran to my mom and I said, "Mom, I poopied. Like where?" And I went and showed her in the warm dryer because i it was so nice disgusting yeah that is so that's just the worst thing you can do is i would do you have to did they did your mom clean it or just throw away the dryer at that point no she didn't clean it or throw it just threw another load in (laughs) it'll burn out eventually it'll go away oh gross yeah she threw me out that was the last time i saw my (laughs) true mom when i was adopted that's nice though at least (laughs) at least a good family took you in um no i was gonna say something oh i definitely crawled into a dryer as well as a kid i'm not complaining about the change at all i just wanted to point it out for anyone who doesn't know that that is a change they made in the movie and you can even see in the movie later in lilo and stitch you can see it's a dryer in other scenes (laughs) it's just not for that one scene which is funny yeah it is that is 
that's funny. Um, did that you know that there's a, a Le- you know there's a Japanese anime? I didn't know. I, I mean, I learned about it as well while like looking into this movie. Yes, and yeah, it came up when I was re- when I looked up that it was it said something about the Stitch Japanese version, and it's he lands on an island near Japan and uh, is a completely different girl, not Lilo, and it's mm. an anime style Lilo and Stitch. Very strange. Interesting. Interesting. I, I looked it up on. Um, on YouTube, and I watched like I scrolled through an episode just to look at it, and it looks very anime, or it looks Japanese. Do you think? Oh my god, I gotta get. There has to be a point in that show where somebody says "nani." Yeah. Like <laughs> it does. Come on, this that's is great. It. It's this golden is it. crossover opportunity, right? Dude, you're gonna me. get like four likes on this. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's uh, very. Yeah, it, it it's very Japanese. Very thing. At some point, they mentioned the children's manga for the series or something. So there's manga out there about Stitch. I don't know. I'm very. I'm curious what it is about Lilo and Stitch that would be the thing that would make it be the one they make an anime out of. You know, is Stitch just like so universally appealing that there was a big Japanese following, so they decided to make an anime? I don't know. No idea. No clue. Very curious. Curious. Interesting. Mm. You know what else is interesting? It is... Not this movie. Boom. All right, go Um, uh, Jumba's in his cell. He's singing what uh, seems to be 99 beers, uh, bottles of beer on the wall, but in his own language, which is fun. And then the phone rings. Mm-hmm. And it's Pleakley. He found a number in that phone book that he's been going through. Then yes. it's titled <laughs> "Detention Cell Phone." Oh, I get it—a cell phone. Yeah. And some, and then somehow, without having use of his arms, Jumba somehow is, they cut away so we don't see it. But somehow, Jumba is able to answer this phone, which it stretches across the room on on a cord, and he's holding it with his neck. And I love it. I think it's so silly. I think it's super funny. Yeah. <laughs> I do think that is funny that he has somehow gotten the phone with no explanation of how. Yeah. <laughs> Hamsterville gets an alert that someone's using the phone, so he goes and talks to Pleakley uh, on the phone and tells him he needs to return all 624 other experiments or else they will never see Jumba alive. <gasps> and so the next morning, Cobra shows up and he already knows everything because knowledge is power and he loves power. He says, yes. this is now an intergalactic issue, and we are to t- you are to take no further action. So Lilo goes outside, saying her and Stitch are going to go outside and play and, t- and not take further action, which mm-hmm. we all know. that They take further action. They're, they're about to take a lot of further action. Cobra Bubbles, voiced once again by the great Ving Rames. Yes, love this guy. Big fan. I love that Absolutely. he is in the Mission Impossible movies. Yes, but it's like now like most of them that he's in he just like shows up for a cameo at the end yeah he's just part of ethan hunt's family i mean he yeah. i think he plays a medium-sized role in fallout i would say yeah he does he's he, there at the he's whole like end section more when they're defusing it. the bomb yeah but there's like but he's like barely in four he's like only at the very yeah, end i feel like there's it. like two or three movies in the middle where he just shows up at the end and ethan's just like talking to him he's like if you ever yeah. need me I and mean, it's like I need you. I need you, Ving. 
Be in I all would the guess movies. Be in every movie. He's probably not really in two very much because two is like the weird one. Yes, with all the that's martial the, arts and his long yeah, that, hair. I love two. Two is so bad. <laughs> it's it's so good. bad. It's not good. Not at all. But all the other ones are pretty great. Uh, I would say Mission Impossible rankings because that's what this is about now, right? <laughs> yeah. I'd go Ghost Protocol number one, Fallout number two. Um, th- what's the one? What's the one? What's the fifth one called? I I don't know. There's Rogue Nation, something oh, like yeah. that. I don't remember. I right? think that's no the, the Ghost one. Nation. Wait, okay, Mission no, Impossible. Because Ghost movies. Protocol is the fourth one, so I think it is Rogue Nation is the fifth one. Because Fallout is the sixth one. That's the newest one. Four, six, five, three, one, two is my ranking. Is what I'm trying to say. There. Where did you put one? I put one as the second worst entry. You think it's second worst? Yeah, I mean, I don't think that it's bad. I think one, I think everything one and up is good. But I just think that... One's old. One is old, and I just don't think it is as... like It's a De Palma movie, and it feels very De Palma-y in some sections, which doesn't necessarily jive with what the franchise becomes. Hmm. Um, I think that... Three edges it out because Philip Seymour Hoffman is so good as yeah. a villain. I do love three. That's the only reason. I'm putting, I'm, I'm, I'm doing, I didn't, I, know, the other I didn't ones really like awesome Fallout stunts. that much, I don't think. So I think, oh, and I don't remember Rogue Fallout. Nation. You got to rewatch Fallout and Rogue Nation is what I'm hearing. I think I need to. Because right now I would put a Ghost Protocol, uh, Mission Impossible 3, 1, and then Fallout. Rogue Nation, two. All right, I can at least I can respect that. I really I liked think three you, when it was first out. I three was. I didn't see fun. any of them until quarantine. Oh jeez, so <laughs> I watched all of them. They're awesome. Uh, right? You're probably thinking like yeah. these are gonna be lame, but they're they're cool. I'm not. I think that they should be what Fast and the Furious is. They're just way better than Fast and the Furious. I'm sorry to say, I know you love Fast and the Furious, but they're it's like. Tough big stunt movies but they don't feel completely ridiculous stupid yeah. and divorced from reality i <laughs> like, do appreciate that about them that they do feel yes. rooted in reality yeah and, and they're just like better made i guess overall like probably, i don't know like yeah the, they the each story one, lines like are better the, one, the the it the stories are better right it's the much more are, uh are yeah it's much more cohesive because it starts out elevated it's not like it starts out stealing DVD players and then you're superhuman, the greatest spy yes. team on the planet. At least it, it from day one, you're entering a movie where their job is they're part of the impossible mission force. So, like, it's mm-hmm. so fucking dumb to begin with that it can't, like, jump the shark in terms of stupidity. <laughs> like, yes. I will, I will never love it as much as Fast and Furious, but I do love it, though. I I, I can understand movie. loving Fast more because it has that family, family. vibe. Heck yeah. But <laughs> I do think that Mission Impossible deserves to be even bigger than it probably is. It's like it's it should pretty be dang inarguably big. I mean, the they've best. got 7 I know. and 8 here when I searched it I that are like 2022 7 2023 is 8. Like, because they're making them back to back. Because these are the ones where Tom Cruise is going to fucking space to film part of it. No, <laughs> is he really? Yes. <laughs> I know it's insane with Bezos. We could have talked about yeah, Bezos this week. We watched Bezos uh, go up in the 
I didn't watch that, but I wanted I to make a joke it. about I it earlier. Saw his when, ship. I thought the ship was. I wish he would have died up there. Fuck you, Jeff Bezos. I know the <laughs> ship. I thought was a joke too. But when you were talking about in the very beginning of this recording, we were talking about the design of the hamster ship. I wanted to make a joke like, well, that's the second stupidest on the nose design for a ship I've seen this week because Jeff Bezos built himself a giant dick to, yes. like, to go into space with. You know who I love? I love Tucker Carlson. And by love, I mean hate with a passion. Tucker Carlson. <laughs> but he said a funny joke. He was talking about Bezos and he's like, and he just bre- he just calls his spacecraft Phallus One and just keeps talking for a while and then yeah. and then corrects it later in the talk. And because I was Good. like interested to see what Tucker Carlson had to say about 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 this. And so yeah, he called it Phallus One, which I thought was pretty funny. And um yeah, it's way to go, Tucker Carlson. Way to go, you, won, Tucker. you won us over. Ugh, hey, Tucker. This podcast officially supports Tucker Carlson. <laughs> Lord, shut up. <laughs> all right, billionaires. Uh, am I right? I want to be a billionaire. So freaking bad. All right, shut up. Get back to this movie. I was just trying to say that I think that we should all, as a society, agree that Mission Impossible is the best action movie franchise in terms of its quality it's pure qualitative value i think it is has the best action from a mainstream you might get some double you might give some get some james bond pushback on that one i think james bond movies are too hit or miss there's so many of them obviously there's the best if you average all the best james bond movies you'd probably be better than the best like six mission impossible movies but James Bond is like every other movie you hear is like a dud, you know? So I don't know. Yeah, true. I am not a huge James Bond fan, so. Neither am I. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Who the, and nobody listening to this cares either, I'm going to guess. So true. I don't think we have a lot of This is a British... Disney sequel podcast, essentially, yeah, right now. Let's hell. get back to this Disney sequel. Um, oh, boy. I scrolled away, which is not oh, good. Oh, no. I scrolled okay. away. Let me think. Oh, they steal Cobra Bubbles' car, and the Peter Gunn theme starts playing as Lilo and Stitch drive down the street. They're like looking for Sparky um, together. It's playing that. Music. Yes, which is um, great. I hope you found your spot because that is as much as I have written down. I got to remember, it. Yes, Kyle. they are looking Good. across the entire <laughs> island. Uh, she does some classic Lilo stuff, like take pictures of obese people at the beach, and then she talks to that big ice cream guy, who of course drops his ice cream off of his cone. Classic. Ugh, what a bummer. He can never eat that mint chocolate chip. I know. He just. I cry every time. <laughs> uh, they find two two one at a restaurant. They corner him and trap him in a vase. Boom! They get him. This was where I did make note of my primary issue with the movie, which was just that I get why you like it, Kyle, right? Like this monster of the week stuff would be fun to me. It's very, you know, it's like Meteor Freaks in Smallville. It's fun to have a show where there's a different creature every week. Mm -hmm. But we're so focused on that and Jumba being gone that there's no growth between Lilo and Stitch. And that's the heart that I want is Lilo and Stitch bonding. And I'm not getting that. I I moved on. I've moved on between Lilo and Stitch. I think that they're bonded, and I'm cool with it. Like, I I I want to see them, like, figure something else out. And I do, I like that Stitch has to come to terms with... 
I don't More feel like with they're like, figuring yeah. out an emotional thing at all, really. It just doesn't work for me. Yeah, it's not super deep. Well, it's not a it's not deep like the first. This movie doesn't stand up to the first one. You know, I'm not I don't think anybody's yeah. going to argue and say that this one is Why are you arguing it? Why did you send me like a 10-page <laughs> diatribe earlier today where you were telling me this was better than the first movie? Yes, that's exactly. Why what did it you is. throw why did you just throw a rock through my window that says Stitch the movie is better than Lilo and Stitch on it? Yes, exactly. Um uh, they're looking across the island, and back at mm-hmm. oh, they they find him. So back yes. at home, Stitch and Two Two One are looking at each other, and they start to bond a little. Um, they're showing each other their secret arms, and then uh, Stitch breaks our hearts by hugging the vase, saying "cousin." So he's he's recognized somebody that like looks like him, you know. And I think that this is I think it's another step for for Stitch. I think y- you're saying it's like just rehashing the same thing. Like he has a family. Why does he need more family? I think he still is longing for people that he looks like him, you know, and like people that he I can guess. relate to. And so I, I, I like find, the growth, growth of that. I find I'm much more touched by the prospect of a chosen family than I am by hunting down your genetic family. Um, although I do understand why somebody who even is a different race would want to experience their own culture but this is sort of a different situation since stitch and his experiments don't really have like a a culture to share so much i guess is just we both look fuzzy um <laughs> as like their only real bonding point i just am not as intro it feels like it's less than to me finding cousins who look like you is less than choosing your family that gels with you on an emotional level so that's why I think I'm less interested in it. And because I can see the blatant, blatant, like, toy research of this show, you know? <laughs> like, this is just, we're just trying to sell fucking toys and t-shirts with different Oh, no, it's more than it. that. <laughs> I don't know. I, don't I think know. that Stitch doesn't have anybody in his life who he can relate to being an animal, like a literal animal who can barely talk. And so I think that I think it's a huge thing for him to have someone that his can be his cousin, can be someone ex- pretty much exactly like him, pretty close. So we're never going to agree, but let's move on. <laughs> Anyways, um, bu- 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 Stitch, uh, they are bonding. Stitch refuses to um, give Le- give two two one up because. 221 is part of the Ohana now. And Lilo agrees. She's just like, yeah, you're right. He's our friend. He's our family now. And I liked it. I liked how just like quick she was to like, yeah, we got to make this happen. She's still ignoring Lilo's. Yeah. I think it's pretty true to Lilo's character that she wants a giant, she wants her family as big as possible, right? To deal with the trauma of her parents being dead. So I think she would immediately latch on and be Mm -hmm. like, yeah, let's have, he's part of our family too now. Done. Bet. It's in. <laughs> I just wish that there was. I wish that all the experiments could talk and Stitch and fucking Sparky could have a conversation, a, a scene of them all just talking, you know, to like flesh out them being bonded more than them just kind of looking at each other for a <laughs> second. <laughs> uh, downstairs, they're waiting for the kidnapper. I'm trying. I'm, I'm gonna 
speed up a little bit. Speed it. Speed Downstairs, they're waiting for the kidnapper to call back with the rendezvous information. Um, and the phone rings. Pleakley picks it up, and it's the the new you, Wonder Girl Company, calling Mr. Pleakley regarding his order. He hangs up saying, why would he need a girl girdle for his disguise? A girdle is an undergarment. Clearly a mistake. <laughs> so uh, he's understanding some gender roles, it seems like. Yes, apparently. And that he maybe doesn't fit and what other people think he should fit in. I think he's allowing himself to bend into Earth's gender norms a little too easily. We really need a... This should have been... This should have been Pleakley the movie. I would watch that. Yes! That'd be great. I would would absolutely watch Pleakley the movie. I love Pleakley. Um, Hamsterville calls and tells him to be at the lighthouse in 10 minutes and don't be late. They leave, Mm -hmm. and Lilo and Stitch follow despite being told to stay home. When they get to the lighthouse, Pleakley is very impressed, but he wonders why the light isn't on, and Cobra explains that the beacon hasn't been lit for years because it's too costly. (laughs) Which I went back and wrote down after this end of this movie because I first (laughs) did not write down. It comes back later because it seems so surprise. It comes back. (laughs) They meet Hamsterville at the lighthouse. They hand the device over, which. Says it only has 623 experiments. Oh no! Uh oh. That have we? I don't think I mentioned that they they a few times they make the joke about his name meaning hamster hamster wheel or saying hamster wheel and he's like hamster view. I think it's funny. All right. Uh, no. Cobra. That's a nothing joke to me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I even registered it. <laughs> he yeah hamster wheel is just he's just a little too ridiculous. I think if they toned him yes. down a little bit, he could be really likable, but. He's just not likable to me. I don't. He's kind of like this whole thing, since it's a TV pilot, is very and it's sci-fi. It brings me back to Buzz Lightyear of Star Command, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And he's sort of like Zerg adjacent, where he's just like a little. Yeah. You didn't like like Zerg because he's like a little too much. Too silly. Hamster wheel is that? I think yeah, Zerg. Yeah. Zerg worked more for me, but. Yeah, yeah. Cobra or uh, not Cobra hamster veal I think works like half the time for me like I think it's funny and then like it's just like uh, it's just too much like he uh, yeah anyways um, Cobra says something in his watch saying it's a code yellow and to hold off we don't know what that's all mm. about but Ooh. hamster veal is pissed and he doesn't want to do the deal because there's only six which is insane it's one yeah experiment bro come on he's ridiculous Luckily, Lilo and Stitch show up with 221 in the vase on a wagon saying they have the last experiment. Here it is. But guess what? Woo-hoo. We're not going to give you, give him up. So Cobra mm-hmm. says to give 221 over to the gerbil-like creature and Hamsterville says, hamster-like, hamster-like. And the plans go sour. Lilo decides to let 221 free and tells Stitch to go free Jumba. Um, so she's like, nope, we're basically Hamsterville's like, no, we're going to, kill Jumba like or give me him mm-hmm. and Lilo's like well um, that's not happening so she lets 221 free tells Stitch to go free Jumba Gantu fires at Stitch which oh this is a new power this has got to be a new power Stitch catches catching the shots yes he catches the shots the energy projectiles and chucks them back at Gantu which is very impressive because Gantu shoots the car next which completely melts the car yeah, I can't remember if that happened. I don't think that happened in the first one. That part is kind of cool. That's pretty cool by Stitch. It's pretty pretty slick. Pretty um, slick. Cobra is shouting into his earpiece, not his watch. I said watch earlier, but it looks like That's watch because he pulls his hand up. 
but it's thank god you corrected it because people were going to be coming for you yeah they're like what an idiot code green now 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 and a giant ship rises out of the sea and it's the grand councilwoman which I thought was a really cool, like, here, she's here. She hasn't been in the movie yet, and it's just like... I don't know why she's here, but okay. She's here because Cobra called her. I guess Cobra called... I guess, okay, here's the thing. I, I know why she's here factually, because Cobra called her. I don't get why Cobra called her, though, really. Because Cobra's job should be being concerned about Lilo. And he let Lilo <laughs> steal his car and drive it away with a little fucking alien and did nothing about that while he was busy setting up with the grand counselor or whatever her name is and uh about a hostage situation that really doesn't concern earth at all like yeah (laughs) i feel like cobra shouldn't care should care way more about lilo's safety than about jumba being held hostage right like maybe maybe even if he's i get why he would do the courtesy of calling her and being like hey uh, there's 625 more stitch experiments out there, right? Like, just so you know. But it doesn't seem like Hamsterville's planning to, like, set them free on Earth. So I don't see why it's really Cobra's prerogative to... Well, Cobra did say that he knows, like, knowledge is power, and he likes power, so he knows everything already. So maybe he just knows that Hamsterville's the real bad dude, and so I he's guess. like, I gotta call on the big guns. I got to get the Grand Councilwoman here. So um, the ship sure. rises out. Hamsterville's cornered mm-hmm. between two massive guns and is about to shoot. Uh, she has him. So she has Hamsterville cornered between two yes. massive guns. And Grand Councilwoman's about to shoot him. But Lilo sees he's holding the rest of the cousins. He's holding the device. So she shouts, don't do it. And 221 hears her say the cousins are there. So he flies into the Councilwoman's ship and disables it which unfortunately allows Hamsterville to escape. Gasp, no. No, no. On Hamsterville's ship, Snitch, Stitch snatches the device holding the orbs. So it's like pretty quick because they like get on. I'm sorry, you just blew yeah. by the most important critical detail of this whole movie to me that seals Cobra Bubbles as the worst agent of all time. Yeah. <laughs> he gets outrun by Lilo in sandals. <laughs> She, her and Stitch run to get on to Hamsterville's ship and Cobra Bubbles is like right behind Lilo when she starts running and he's like, Lilo, wait! And runs after her and doesn't catch her? What? He is Bro, slow, man. you suck. <laughs> You're useless. He is. It's hilarious to me. Yeah. But do you know, oh my gosh, that's so crazy. My pager it just started going off. Beep, 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 beep. Is that crazy? Beep, 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 I got a diagnosis. And it's not about Cobra Bubbles running. It's about his sunglasses. It's Dr. Davidson's diagnosis. What's wrong with them? This this one's pretty short, but I think that I think Cobra Bubbles wears his sunglasses all the time because he's got light sensitivity. I think he's got light sensitivity, which is a sign. Diagnosis. Yeah, it's not the diagnosis. <laughs> I think he might have glaucoma. I think he might have oh. some glaucoma going on. He's African American. It's it's much more common in African Americans. Um, well, actually, he's Hanal. He's well, he's American, I guess, or Hawaii. He's black, and it's much more That's common. It's probably easier just to say that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's much more common um, in the black populations. But uh, basically, glaucoma is pressure building up in your eyes, and it usually it just causes vision loss. But it can cause light sensitivity. 
And so mm-hmm. I wonder if that's why he wears them inside and out. He just wears the sunglasses all the time. I think he should get his eyes checked. That's it. Maybe. That's my diagnosis. I'd buy that. Does he ever take them off in either movie? I can't remember. He does. We see his eyes multiple times. I think he like lowers okay. his glasses sometimes. Mm-hmm. I don't think he keeps them off. I don't remember him keeping them off for very long. Maybe his glasses are like men in black glasses and they're giving him spec readouts and stuff. Maybe. It, he is lacking the one thing that men in black people have, which is which is the, the, the light. That, the neuralizer. The neuralizer. So yeah. he, he can't use it because of his glaucoma. Hurts his eyes too much. Darn. <laughs> <laughs> well, is that the end of That's it? it. He's got That's glaucoma. it. That's it. That's the right. diagnosis. Dr. Davidson's diagnosis. So, um, Stitch and Lilo get on to Hamsterville's ship. Uh, on mm-hmm. the ship, Snitch, Stitch snatches the device holding the orbs, runs around, and a uh, he runs around, and then there's a small hatch, small hatch about the width of Gantu's bicep that opens up into space. This was wild. Yeah, this part <laughs> was fucking insane. Here's Doctor Esmond's diagnosis: uh, Lilo should get sucked through that fucking hole and die. <laughs> what is happening? Yes, they open up that hatch in space, and then just like let the experiments out that fall down to earth and conveniently somehow all land on her island which is just pure insanity yes the fact that they would land luckily on that island and avoid water these creatures that can't get wet like they would have all landed in the ocean yeah clearly but whatever so Um, it's stitch in the first movie he would have just landed that's true but they make a big deal about how unlikely it is for him to land on land Mm -hmm. in that movie yes they're like oh don't worry he's that planet's mostly water he won't be able to survive and then they keep zooming in and they're like no like oh fuck and he lands on the island yes um which is whereas in this somehow yes while in space letting 600 ping pong balls out they all (laughs) land on one island yeah Basically, what yeah, what happens is that the hatch opens up. Lilo says, "Be free, cousins!" and she yeets the device outside the ship. But Gantu is like faster than light or something. She he thrusts his arm through just in time to grab the device. He breathes a sigh of relief, but the device opens up on the outside of the ship, and all 623 experiments float out and fall in various locations all around the island. And they do make it a point to like show that it's like a lot. Of, some of them almost fall in the water, like ones. Yes. Hits a buoy, you know, (laughs) stuff like that. Some pretty crazy luck. Yeah, Uh, (laughs) sure is. Oh, goodness. Um, And this was, Kyle, this should be the last five minutes of this movie. Yes. This, the movie should be almost over here, but it's not. It's got more time. Like it too. It's got like 15 minutes left. Yeah, I was like, what's left to happen here? Well, Lilo and Stitch, they're still on the ship, so they're captured on Hamsterville's (laughs) ship. Yes. Uh, it's very sad, uh, but um, Lilo is happy. They're, they're in a cell where there's a wall between them. And this is just a really sweet scene. She is like, she's like, well, she's so sad, right? She's captured. Yes. She's away from her family. Stitch is there, like in the cell next to her. But she's like, well, at least we saved the cousins. And hopefully Nani and David and Pleakley and Jumba can find a nice home for all of them. And then she and Stitch place their hands on the wall, separating their cells from each other, like their hand on each hand, like through the wall. And Lilo makes a vow to Stitch saying, we'll figure out a way to rescue you. Nobody gets left behind. And the camera pans out with very, very sweet, sad music. 
and we all cry. That was great. That's a good part. One of the one of the good parts. Yeah, I like that part. It's those, it's these little good parts that I think sold me on the movie. I think it just made me love it so much. Uh, they okay. So what is happening on here? They pan out showing the small sheep reconvening with Hamsterville's giant ship. That's got to be a typo in my notes. Showing Sparky, maybe. I don't know. The small ship reconvening? Ship. Yeah, I, I just wrote sheep yeah, or okay. something. So. All right. Uh, Good. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's. Uh, this is when I realized that the ship is a giant hamster wheel with little water canisters on the side. <laughs> uh, Hamstersville Veal says he's going to clone 626. And he. Uh, so he's got Stitch like on. Or wait. Yeah, he straps Stitch into the device that is rated to combat his super strength which he yes. knows is as strong as 3,000 times his weight. So he straps him in at 3,001 times his weight. So you got him. I thought that was funny. Yeah, it is pretty pretty funny. <laughs> That's good. It's like how, <laughs> yeah, he must have, I don't know. It's got to be a strong, it's pretty strong device. to get it, yes. But also, I feel like cloning Stitch isn't really a great idea. Uh, yeah, what's he's his? He's kind of a handful. Yeah. I don't think I would want more of him. <laughs> no. Definitely not. Like, we don't know what Hamsterville's goal is, though. We don't no, know we don't. What, he, what he wants to do. Always the hallmark of a great film. I don't know what the villain don't wants. Don't know what the villain wants. He wants to be evil. He's not even the evil genius, you know? No, he is not. Um, but he's going to, in order to clone Stitch, he has to cut him in half, Kyle. Yeah, and that yeah. that sucks. And so he yes. is, the laser beam is starting to cut him in half when 221 flies in and uh, disables Sparky. device and, and frees his cousin Stitch. Yeah. Stitch hears Lilo calling for him. He slides down a pipe with a cool 3D shot that pans around yeah. him. The one CG background shot of the movie. Yeah. I thought it looked cool. I thought it was worth it. I, I just thought it was weird that it was the only one in the whole movie. Yeah. You'd you think know? there'd be more like than one. It stood out so much because it looked so different than the rest. It didn't look bad, but it was mm-hmm. just kind of weird. Just out of place. Just random. Yes. Um, he makes it to uh, to Lilo. The, she's in a device that is... She's in a teleporter that's counting down that it's going to teleport her to like a zoo on another planet. And he has to get her out before it teleports. Yeah. The basically. countdown's going on. He makes it to her just as the device is warping to send her off. And he gets there <gasps> no! just in time to wait. He doesn't make it. The device obliterates Lilo. Teleports her away. And Stitch is very dejected. He is sad. But don't worry. We then hear Lilo in the distance say, Stitch, I'm in this one. And she's Uh, safe. Oh, it was a fake out. And this is where I I said, wow, I decided not to mention the multiple scenes in this movie where 625 and Gantu are talking about how they love baloney and how 625 (laughs) found a great baloney deal in the nearby system. Because of all the things that come back, I did not expect this one. It's <laughs> so on the loudspeaker about three seconds after the first tube did its thing. It says, baloney order sent. So I was like, <laughs> wow, unbelievable. Uh, they trick Gantu into making him think that they are on his ship that is attached to the hipster wheel ship. So he gets on, they shut the door and boot him off the, and you know eject him from the main ship. And his yeah. ship crashes, lands on Earth. Stitch drives Hamsterville's ship back to the island. Congress, Congress Councilwoman takes him to custody. 
Lilo wants to find a home for Sparky, aka 221, but he needs something that requires a lot of power that won't blow up. Stitch has an idea. They take Sparky to the lighthouse and hook him up like a battery, giving him a true home and purpose, which I feel like... I don't know if he like gets to leave the battery situation or if he's just Doesn't hooked up like to it, it forever. <laughs> Lots of things wrong with this. One, him being stuck in that lighthouse forever. Pretty bleak. Two, couldn't you have him power a hospital or something yeah. a little bit more necessary and life-saving? Well, you know? Yeah, like, something that... But I guess he can pour so much energy into this lighthouse. Like, infinite amount of energy into it. And it, it I just feel going. like if we have a being capable of limitless electrical charge, we could probably find a more responsible use for that power yes. than Agreed. a lighthouse. Agreed. And maybe he could control it a little bit better so he wouldn't just black out the island or whatever. <laughs> yes. Uh, Councilwoman wants to uh, destroy the experiments, but Lilo convinced her not to do that because they're all cousins. Uh She's councilwoman agrees as long I hate this is stupid as long as Lilo retrieves every single experiment on the island and finds where they belong. Mm-hmm. So she's got to mm-hmm. find 623 experiments and figure out where they're going to belong. And then naturally you would entrust that job to, to a, yeah, a seven year old yeah. girl or however old she is. Absolutely. Um, Jumba says it's actually feasible because unfortunately when you turn an experiment good, it's impossible to turn back bad, which is, uh, which he is trying to fix. He's trying to fix that problem for experiment six, two, seven. So this dude's definitely still evil, you know? Yes. Sorry. I was looking up Lilo's age and I was confused. Oh yes. Um, uh, yeah. Basically it says she was five in the original story. I assume that must mean she's five. Jeepers. I think that must mean like the book, the story that the guy wrote first, right? But then at the end of the movie, she has seven candles on her birthday cake, which means she must have been six for the majority of the movie, the first one, which means she must be seven for this one, Kyle. So, boom. Seven. Seven on six the nose. Six, two, seven. Nailed it. Yeah. Um, here's the thing. The, gra- the chancellor lady or whatever, right? She's like going, were they going to destroy the whole planet? Was that the thing? Uh, I don't, I thought they were just going to try and destroy the the experiments but because maybe. if she if she's just gonna destroy the experiments couldn't she locate them for lilo no like no no <laughs> lilo can do it Could. lilo and stitch they can handle they it can ha- they got this they got There's this no- they can handle <laughs> they can handle it uh, just let them try yeah <laughs> Whatever. let them try it's ridiculous the next scene we get is a montage of all the monsters getting wet and terrorizing the island and becoming yes. activated and i'm thinking this is a bad idea leaving a little girl in charge of this <laughs> she's definitely uh-huh, gonna die think? like it's not good yeah cobra's like Cobra they needs can to step handle in. it a lot of people exactly. need to step in and help that's my last note is all caps no cobra bubbles they fucking can't handle it <laughs> like it's just insane and the credits roll, and there's a post-credit scene with Pleakley saying, "Hey, I wonder if the Grand Councilwoman will let us go home with her this time, as she is taking off." And that's the end of the movie. Comedy. Bring. What a great, great note. Great note to end on. We did it, Kyle. You did it. You you did it. I did you it. Talked her. Woo! We did Way it. First try. First first. Good job. It's easy. It was easy. I felt very uncomfortable the whole time. I don't know now you I mean. know how I feel. I just always feel yeah. uncomfortable. I Ugh, felt uncomfortable. Like, 
What do I do? I'm just sitting here not knowing what to say most of the time. It's good. It's not fun. This is, I mean, uh, we, we're basically planning on doing this for the Christmas episodes too, right? That's true. We will have to do it. Unless this is just months. a massive failure. and People are like, please, yeah. God, if no. If you hate this, please <laughs> tweet at us. Um, but yeah, that's it. That's the movie. All so right. do you want to we... talk about best performers, yeah. Kyle? Uh, Scott, well, who is your best performer for this? You know, all right, because I have been harsh on this movie, Kyle. Mm-hmm. So this is why best performers exist, right? It's for movies where maybe one of us is being a little too harsh to find the ray of sunshine that we like in the movie. Mm-hmm. And for me, that ray of sunshine should be obvious. It's Kevin McDonald as Pleakley. I think Pleakley's hilarious. I... Anything he does makes me laugh pretty much. I, I love Kevin McDonald and other stuff as well. Um, I, I just think he's really funny in this. He gets the last laugh post-credits even. Yeah. And I'm giving him a golden mosquito statue in honor of his love of mosquitoes in the first movie. That's great. Just sign my name on that because Kevin McDonald is also my best performer as Bleakley. Just Way a great go. job. Just great, <laughs> great fun he's character, funny. and it's a unique character. You know, you you couldn't yes. get anybody else to do that voice for him, and no. uh, it's great. He's got great delivery the whole time. It's awesome. Yeah, I think he was one of the kids in the the the, the kids in the hall, the Canadian like sketch show. I think he was one of the uh, performers on there. The kids in the hall. Whatever. Yeah, it was like a. I think it was before we were even alive, maybe. Oh, honestly, I don't know why I even fucking know it. Um, it may have been when we were little kids. Either way, general thoughts, Kyle. I'll jump in since I know we're going to be different on this one. We'll yes. let you end on the more positive note. I so this is just a very mediocre TV show pilot to me. Um, I didn't think that the theme was deep enough or hashed out enough to be considered really a movie or a full follow-up to Lilo and Stitch. Just felt like they wanted to use generic buzzwords like Ohana a lot rather than develop it anymore than those buzzwords. Um, I don't enjoy the first Lilo and Stitch because of the kooky aliens. I enjoy it because of the emotional core. And this movie has less emotional core because it wants to focus on kooky aliens for a TV show, which is fine, but it doesn't work necessarily as a movie for me. Um, And visually, it's okay. The performances are all pretty good, though. I'll give it that. But best I can do, Kyle, is I give this 188 out of 626 experiments, or roughly... 1.5 1.5 stars. Nice. My overall thoughts, I it worked for me. I felt for Stitch. I liked that they were trying to get him his own family and get him in his own environment. And I love the, I think the TV show added some good nostalgia for me and wanting and liking these, this whole setup with the, with the crazy monsters that have all these powers that they got to figure out. It made me want to watch the show. Uh, negatives, just, the villain was just a bit much. It just, it's just too much. And he's, I think he's like the main villain in the show too, which kind of yeah, just I stinks. Think so. It's probably, I mean, just based on watching this, I would think your recurring villains are going to, villains are going to be hamster and gone to, are going to yeah. like Gantu show up and then, um, and, uh, and, uh, six to five is around as well. I don't know if he switches yeah. sides at one point or if he's just kind of like a neutral character. that's just kind of like working for Gantu kind of thing, but it looks like 625 is in the poster for 
Leroy and Stitch. So I don't know. I think he yeah. must join them or something at some point. I'm actually looking forward to the other sequels. I'm, 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 it'll be fun to see how they, but if they're better or whatever. And just I know see. that I've seen Lilo and Stitch too, and I remember liking it more than this one. Cool. Well, um, maybe it's so better. We'll this then, if that's better, then it could be. What well, if if there's a better sequel, it may be one of my highest rankings ever for any of movie we've done because oh. this Ooh. show gets a 469 and a half experiments out of three six about out of 626 which comes out to Good. about a 3.75 out of 5 I like that you went for the same rating yep. system as me <laughs> um, also so how many Kyle, experiments did you have be, I had 188 yeah and I had 469 and a half which comes out to, you said three and a half stars? 3.75 stars. Okay, so overall, we cover more than 626 yes. um, experiments. But there's no way any other movie will be your highest rated because you gave King of Thieves five stars. So. Five? I thought I gave it. Yes, you gave it a perfect score. No, I didn't. I thought was, I gave it a four yes. or something. No, you gave it a full, full perfect Psh, score. I let's swear. Let's check this out. I don't think. Go ahead, I, Jack. I like. So I'm not afraid to give five out of fives, but I don't think I gave that one a five out of five. I, I know you're not afraid to give. I think people should give five out of fives. I'm pretty sure you gave that one one. I do think if you're going to have a scale, you should use all elements of the scale. So You know, we're going to have to I go to the audio because I didn't even write it down in my in my notes for that episode. It was too, I wasn't writing them down at that point. I was just winging it. Oh, no. Uh, I, remember, I thought I gave it a four. That's what I remember. So we'll see. Let me, I can check this, I think. Kyle, okay, you gave it a four stars on Letterboxd, but I swear you gave it five when we talked about it. No, I wouldn't, I, I, I wasn't down with the five for that one. All right. But well, either way, four is a lot to give King of Thieves. Oh, King of Thieves is great. Anyways. And you gave Palm Springs three on Letterboxd, which is insanity. No, Palm Springs, Palm Springs is fine. It's just boring. Is that, what do you mean it's boring? It's a boring movie. God, boring movie movies at all do the fun time <laughs> stuff a little bit more fun like it was just there's a million time loop movies that do the same thing this one's like a relationship movie with that element added in so it does different things but yeah but it fun. wanted to be it was like one step away from super silly and they never went s- silly like you know like he's got like this nemesis that comes and kills him sometimes there's a cave that's like a magical cave that causes all this and yet they're like very like separated from the silliness i just it didn't work it didn't work for me i didn't think i i thought it was not super great i felt like they could have been a little more clever with some of the time loop stuff and just had more fun i don't think they needed to be more clever with time loop stuff i've seen time loop stuff plenty it's not that type of movie because it starts off with somebody who's already in the loop so it's different it's not like a normal they didn't show him being a master of the loop yet you know i wanted him to they needed to He's hooked up with every person here like a million times and stuff. I think the implication is that he's a master of the loop. But that listen, we're not here to talk about palms. I don't even know how I'm going to edit this now. I don't know what the fuck. Edit it all. This we don't need. Nobody cares about us talking about Palm Springs. Okay, here technically a made-for-TV movie, right? It came out on Hulu. Oh, true. So we can't talk about (laughs) it yet. We'll just watch it again. I do like it. I, I don't hate it. I know you. We gave it three. That's yeah. not hating. I just think it's at least a seven instead of a six. Yeah. That's. Yeah. I think a three is like 
A six out of ten movie is a movie that's just going through the motions and is bare minimum acceptable. That's Most Marvel five. movies that's a five are a six out of ten to me. Like a five is when it's not enjoyable to me. Like a five is like it was competent, but I didn't enjoy it. A three is like I enjoyed it and it was competent, but it was nothing special at all. Seven's when you start getting like, okay, there's a little bit more creative spark behind this than like your average movie. There's a little bit more passion behind this. I can feel something in it. And then four is when you start getting into legitimately good movie. And then obviously anything above that is like great. That's me. That's what I think of my All ranks. Right. Well, Scott. Good. Would you yes, like to play a game? I would love to play a game, Kyle. Because I got a game for you. Woo! Is it going to be like, okay, you're going to give me a number, and that's related to one Stitch experiment, and also a song, and also a book at the library, <laughs> and also like eight different things I'm going to have to fucking figure you out? You guessed or... it! No. <laughs> nope. Scott, for, for Stitch the Movie, we are going to mm-hmm. play Stitch the Movie. Oh, boy. The game. Okay. Stitch the Movie, the game. Basically, what I have... For you is I have seven mm-hmm. movie posters. These are movie yeah. posters of Academy Award Great. winning movies. Great for an audio. Namely, be, namely best picture. Exactly. <laughs> These are seven stitches that I've made with cartoon characters, mostly Disney, sometimes two movies put together, but it's going to be your job to try and guess which best picture movie this poster is of. Based How on the my hell is Photoshop this work skills. As a podcast? Hmm? Yes. So this is the fun part. See. Okay. For you, when you get to these pictures, I'm gonna I'm gonna share my screen. You're gonna yes. just have to describe them, what you're seeing, and, and guess Good. the answer. But for this our listeners, for our listeners to uh, to the audience right now, you can go to our Twitter or our Instagram and see and play along. You can pause this play. You can pause this podcast. <laughs> Go and see. I'll put these pictures People up. People listen to podcasts while they're driving home. They're going like, to pull over. This is the end of the ticket. podcast. So, that, But basically, I'm going to tweet out these the same day of, the, of, uh, of when the podcast goes live. And if you want to see, and, and I'll put the answers at the end, but you can see what your score is and see if you can beat Scott. Can you Perfect. beat Scott in this game? Which I don't think you're going to be able to beat Scott because I picked something that is right up his alley, which is these so we'll see we'll see stitch the movie the game are you ready i guess i'm ready as ever kyle all right here's your here's here's the hint these are much like me these are not very funny but they are punny oh good here's your first one okay just just what do you see see buzz lightyear whose head has been replaced with a moon uh, which I'm gonna just take a wild guess is the what 2018 Best Picture winner Moonlight. Ding ding ding! You got it. Oh, I'm way off. I think Moonlight is like 2016 or 15. You don't, I don't know. have Either to way, give the, the year to get the point. All right. So yeah, first one. <laughs> this is probably this is the easiest one. But there you go. Yeah, I think you're gonna blow Woo! right through these. Number two. Okay. I see what appears to be Milo from uh, Atlantis looking at different sites in Paris, as well as one of the kids from 
Meet the Robinsons, also looking at Paris. Kyle, I don't know if I know this one, honestly. I mean, they're look. I see Notre Dame and I see the Eiffel Tower, so it is something with Paris, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Do that much. Uh, I don't know what these two characters have anything to do with Paris. Milo. Uh, Kyle, I may not get it. You can have a hint, but I won't I would give you the points for this one. How about that? That's fine. The the Sounds hint good. is is I guess I guess what are they what are they looking? They're looking, right? They're seeing. Yes. They're seeing. What does that mean? <laughs> glasses Paris. Paris glasses. A pair of glasses. I don't know. I pass. Parasite. Parasite. <laughs> oh. Parasite, the best gotcha. picture from, like, what, this last yes, year? Yes, that it? was, like, 2019's best picture. There it is. I'm sorry you did not get Parasite. Parasite. So you're one for two. I really thought, if you had only done one person, I think I would have been more likely to get that. But mm. the fact that there were two. I debated. Me... I went two because I didn't want you to I didn't want you to hover on, like, one movie and think it was one movie. Mm-hmm. But so Instead, I was obsessed with maybe these two people's names somehow being, link. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number three. Okay, I see Ben 10 uh, with Joaquin Phoenix's face on it. Is that Ben 10? Maybe you can't you answer confirm? that. I mean, I can confirm. What? Yes, it's Ben 10, yes. Okay, it is Ben. I've never seen Ben 10, so Neither I just don't I. know. <laughs> um, okay, so Joaquin 10. 10? With Joaquin Phoenix on it. Joaquin Phoenix famously, I mean, it's his. Po- it's from her. It's his head from her. It looks like. Um, Joaquin Ten. Joaquin Ben. These are punny. These are punny. You're so uh, close. Joaquin. I know that you've seen this one. Okay, you know that I've. I seen think you've this seen. One. Have you seen all the best pictures? No, I've seen like 70% of all Best Picture winners. So I've most likely seen any that you are sharing. Walking 10, Ben, Walking Ben, Wa Ben, Ben 10, Walking, Ben. What the hell Why could the pun walking? be? Why are you saying walking? Joaquin. I don't oh, know, because wa- I'm going oh. with Joaquin oh, okay. to walking. Okay, so it's clearly not walking that I want. Um, <laughs> You're so close. It's it's Birdman because he's Phoenix and he's on Ben 10. I don't fucking know. Oh, uh, man. I thought you'd get this one. Uh, You're so close. You just need to combine so the close? right words. <laughs> Phoenix 10. Ben, ben Phoenix. Oh, you're almost, you're almost at it. I almost had it. Ben Phoenix. Ben Phoenix. Ben. What the hell is Ben? <laughs> okay, all right. It's over I ben Hur. Oh Jesus! <laughs> I thought you were gonna get it right when you said Ben Hur because yes. he's her. Oh my God! <laughs> I thought maybe because it was him from her. Okay, yep. so that time I was supposed to be thinking of the movie. Okay, <laughs> there it is. All right, Jesus Christ! You're one for three. This is gonna be. This is the best. Okay. Well, now we have Rocky. Uh, with a baby, that's gotta be um, uh, the, the the one that Clint Eastwood made with the 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 the, the, the chick. Um, I don't know why the the, the the million dollar baby. Boom! Ding! You got it. 
thing. It's the boss baby on Rocky's body. Yes. Is the picture <laughs> that Kyle posted. Yes. yes. You'll they'll see it on Instagram and Twitter. They'll see it. I will. I guess so. Okay. Next. So um, you you got two, right? Two for four. Yes. Okay. So this is Last of the Mohicans poster with Cusco on it. Uh, the Last Emperor yep. or something? You got it. Okay. I don't know Ooh. what that movie is, but it's old. Uh, it's one of the ones I haven't seen, um, but I know that it is. It's one that I keep almost watching. It's about like a, a kid who becomes the Emperor of China when he's like very young or something. Nice. But it's not like a highly rated Best Picture winner, so I keep putting it off. Good. You got three correct, and these last two are the ones that are a little bit more of a stretch. So oh, you got to get one good. of them to win. All right. And All right. you. What do I win? Uh, you win a trip to Hawaii to be part of the Ohana. You got to be. A, right. You got to meet Lilo and. That's going to be them. costly for you, Kyle. I hope Carrie's okay with that. Yeah, but, that's uh, whatever. It's fine. <laughs> we'll just. Yeah, right. it's good. Okay. These these last two. The last one comes with a hint if you need it. All right. I see. Okay. James and the Giant Peach, uh, which is appropriate for this movie, Kyle, because I did want to read real quick. One of the comments on the Stitch Disney Wiki page, Kyle? Yes. Is just a comment. There's like like five comments on this movie, uh, but one of them is just James and the Giant Peach is better. (laughs) Somebody left that in 2017, (laughs) thought it was necessary to say. Thought they needed to highlight that James and the Giant Peach is better than Stitch the movie. Two movies that came out over a decade before his comment was made. (laughs) That's great. I want to go to that page and see if he's commented that on like, if that's what he's, he's commenting on every movie. Every movie he rates if it's better Better or worse worse than James and the Giant Peach. Well, this is James and the Giant Peach and it looks like Simba. Is that Simba or Mufasa? Hmm. Could be either. Could be either. So it, the name does not matter. It's saying mine about the peach, I presume. So something. Oh, I know what, Kyle. The King's Speech. Ding, you got it. Good. I was hoping you'd get this one. This is my first idea. <laughs> Good. Good. The King's Peach. King's Speech. Yes. Very nice. Ooh. And our yeah. last one. I see we have what appears to be the Land Before Time gang, uh, where Kyle has spliced the heads of the Inside Out characters onto them. Um, trying to think. This one, what you can get a a hint for this one if you want it, but I want right. you might be able to get it without. The Land Before Time, and it's not just joy. Although I would like to point out, anger is missing uh, from this. I don't know if that's Hmm. part of it. If anger missing Hmm. is a a way. So let's see. Um, Dinosaurs, no anger. I'll give you the hint because you already are on the right track. Okay. I would like that hint then. There's the hint. It's there. I'm already on the right track. Oh, someone is missing. Good. Okay. So exactly what I already knew is the hint. Um, <laughs> what could it be? No, if anger missing. I'm trying to think of best picture winners that have 
even have the word is the word anger in the title anger is not in the title okay you've already won the game at this point so i'm a little i know but i really want to get this because it's so obtuse and i can cut out my fucking rambling trying to guess anyway um okay dinosaurs dinosaurs anger's missing feelings and dinosaurs i might have to take the l kyle i might just have to take the l on this oh give up well the answer is nomadland oh my god i knew it would be the hardest one that's (laughs) great thank you nomad land the most recent one yep the most recent best picture winner directed by chloe zhao a movie that I quite enjoyed. There it is. Congratulations, Scott. You get to go be part of the Ohana. You're just a part of the Ohana. How about that? I backed out my my prize. I no, can't no, no, send no, you there. No, 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 no. That's binding. I'm leaving it in the episode. You have to take me to Hawaii now. All right. <laughs> Eventually, at some point in your life, maybe. Perfect. I can't wait to go to Hawaii when I'm like on my deathbed. Are you gonna fucking? Now when I die and you never take me to Hawaii, you're going to have to spread my fucking ashes in Hawaii. Ooh, I I actually like that that as an option. That'll be, it's easier. I don't like it. That option sucks. (laughs) Thanks for giving me the idea. (laughs) Well, there you have it. That's the game. That's the episode. Do you have anything else I hope you guys loved listening to that visual game. Hey, man, you did a video one before where it was just audio playing. So this is good. This is going to get the people involved. You're, I'm sorry, did you say I did a video one where it was just audio playing? Yeah. Uh, in our audio medium? Yes, I did do an audio. What video one did I do? With the, with the commercials. Oh, that's true. But the commercials are listenable. I think these are great. I'm excited to post these on Insta Listen, and Twitter. These are great photoshops. I would only <laughs> say that perhaps it's not the best game for our podcast format. We'll see. But I think it's going to we'll get see. a great response. I think people are going to love it. I'm sure. (laughs) Well, Kyle, that does it for this week's movie, though, right? And this horrifying debacle of you being in charge of the episode. (laughs) Um, But we got another movie to watch next week, don't we? Oh, boy. And it is one that I am very, very excited for. Kyle, next week's movie, unless I've made some sort of mistake, which is entirely possible, is The Lion King one and a half. Woo! I'm excited for this one. You want to watch that trailer? Yeah. Heck yeah, let's do it. Coming soon on video and DVD. So you see, that's why they call it a dung beetle. I don't say. And yet still so tasty. Oh yeah, they're my favorite. At last, a movie about our story. Yep, after a long day of movie making, it's good to kick back. I never thought Hakuna Matata could be so sweet. Ah. Think I'll turn in for the night. I'm out. Right behind you. The Lion King, one and a half. What's on the menu? An all new movie. This February, the circle of life will never be the same. Loved it. That's that's Kyle, funny because that's the that's the trailer I remember for this. Good, and that was funny. That was a legitimately funny yes, trailer. Yes, great trailer. Okay. I'm stoked. I I laughed at that farting 
loudly you heard me so uh, it's great i love lion king one and a half it is one of the only straight to video sequels that i owned as a kid after like between return of jafar and king of thieves i owned like none of these except for lion king one and a half so <laughs> i am very excited to revisit it and also it should be an easy week because it is one that i've seen many times oh really uh, nice yes uh, I mean, I watched it a, a few times as a kid, and I've watched it once or twice with Dot. So it should be an easy one to recap, not require a lot of focus. Cool, cool. Uh, from me, as I ease my way back into being in control of this podcast. Um, but should that do it for this week's episode, you think, Kyle? I think it should. Let's pop that movie out, put it in the rewind machine. Uh, thanks to Chris Ratsabout for our music and Maggie for our artwork. And who else do we thank? Well, you forgot to tell people that if they're listening and they like what they hear, then please be sure to rate and review and subscribe and to also follow us on social media at Made for TV Podcast. That's at Made the Number Four TV Podcast. Until next time, I'm Scott. And I'm Kyle. Goodbye. Goodbye.